When I was a young man courting the girls, I played me a waiting game. If a maid refused me with tossing curls, I'd let the old earth take a couple of worlds while I plied her with tears in lieu of pearls. And as time came around, she came my way. As time came around, she came. When you meet with the young girls early in the spring, you court them in song and rhyme. They answer with words and a clover ring. But if you could examine the goods they bring, they have little to offer but the songs they sing and a plentiful waste of time of day. A plentiful waste of time. Oh, it's a long, long while from May to December, but the days grow short. When you reach September, when the autumn weather turns the leaves to flame, one hasn't got time for the waiting. Days dwindle down to a precious few. September, November, and these few precious days. I. With you, these precious days I'll spend with you.
soaring again Falling from the stars Drenched in my pain again Becoming who we are As my memory but never forgets what I lost Wake me up when September ends Wake me
You know what I really love? <laughs> the Ornstein Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Ah, good morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of... That's right, you guessed it, the Arnie Steak Show. By the way, if you didn't realize, today is September 1st. There you go. There you go. And that means... That means what? That means only 16 days away from Arnie's birthday. Now, now, now we scaled things back. I'm just gonna make a steak. Watch, uh, watch the Longhorns kick the shit out of UTSA this year. Uh, I think they're the Roadrunners. Yeah, the Longhorns are gonna stomp the shit out of the Roadrunners. So, uh, but, but that, the the September songs it kicks us off into September. Now, I'm gonna say the good mornings here in a second. I for and then I'm gonna do the story that I alluded to on social media yesterday. But first, I got some really bad news last night. I've never been a huge fan of the University of Nevada Wolfpack football program. They think that they're all high and mighty. They treated me like shit when I was on the official Wolfpack radio station, the only live show in town, which also has to do with the other story that I'm going to tell. There was one bright spot for me always going to Wolfpack games, though, and it was a fellow by the name of Matt Eroldi. Matt was an offensive lineman at the university and was a big fan of the show, and he and I became friends. And long after his playing days were over and he was just going to games, he would always make a point to find me if he knew I was at the games. And we would hang out and we would talk and we would laugh. And all in all, a a great man. And... He lost his battle with brain cancer yesterday. I'm very sad to report that because he was a bright spot at that university. The university is going to pay tribute to him uh, with a sign on, I believe, the northwest entrance. You want to talk about somebody who deserved a statue? It's Matt compared to Colin Kaepernick. And I'm very upset at this. That's why I fucking hate cancer. Uh, I, I know a lot of people I would rather have this happen to. The person I'm going to talk about next is the person that I would rather have it happen to. But uh, there you go. Godspeed, Matt. We're going to miss you, bud. All right. Good mornings now. Uh, looky there again. First one in today is Hangtown Jen. She is in the house. And she's always wanted to know what a dirty Rick was. Spanking your tuna can dick with a vacuum hose until you jizz on your cousin's daybed during your first sleepover. There you go. That's a dirty Rick. I I, I mean, uh, you were wondering, so I had to tell you. But good morning and happy Thursday to you. Battleborn in Nebraska says happy Thursday morning, ass. Three-day weekend in sight. You're goddamn right. You thinking now I'm coming in on Labor Day. You better be sleeping in because I will be. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Happy Thirsty Thursday. Andrew in the house. He says, good morning, ass family. I don't know about y'all, but I'm sick of Hollywood ruining my childhood. I just saw they're rebooting, and I saw this last weekend, and I meant to report it. They're rebooting Fletch with John Hamm 
just stop it already. Why are they doing it with John? John Hamm's not funny. John Hamm isn't even funny in these progressive car insurance ads. Look, I, I think John Hamm would be the perfect Batman. But Fletch? Come on. Look, look, I, I don't like a lot of shit that Chevy Chase did, but Fletch is one of those things that I like that he did. My car just hit a water buffalo. John Ham. Jesus jumped up Christmas crackers. Uh, Fred says, good morning, y'all. What up, Fred? How you doing today? Oh, my oh, lucky stars. The one, uh, the only bratty kid is in the house. You shut your face. Okay. If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. Okay. All right. You are in a mood already today, but hey, I hope you have a spectacular day. Swoosh says, morning ass family, survived another day, good. Battleborn in Nebraska says, I'm with you, Andrew. If I want to reboot a movie, I'll download the original, throw in a Blu-ray. Assholes that don't have any creativity anymore. That Boy, that is true as shit right there. Derek's in the house. He says, good morning, ass family, happy Friday Eve. Hot mama. She says, happy Friday Eve, ass. Uh, 16 days till your birthday, and that means only three. Yes, three until my birthday. Woohoo! Cake! Straight Fire says, good morning, ass. What up, Straight Fire? How are you, my friend? It rised in Oklahoma. Good morning to you. Kyle Miller, good morning. Uh, Arnie, I, don't, uh, I didn't know that you knew Matt. I knew him, too, kind of in the biblical sense. He was a cool guy, so sad. <laughs> really? Wow, that, that's surprising. They, they, I mean, he, he wasn't in your spectrum of the rainbow. But, yes, I, I, and like I said, Matt was just a good dude. Oh, it involves a day bed. That's where we're going wrong. We tried out with a pullout couch. Not the same. Oh, Jen, you make me laugh. Sassy Pammy is also in the house and says, good morning. All right. Now, we're going to have to go back a few years here. Not, not many. That's about it. Good morning, Stephanie. Um. Back when I, I left the, the dog shit and jerk off show, I moved back to Reno, number one, to be close to my dad. That was the main reason, and I had a job waiting, and I was told that we were going to build a big program around me. I said, okay, cool. So I went back to Reno. No brainer. And I started working on uh, the Arnie State Sports Show. A-S-S-S. They wouldn't let me have ass, so I had to put in Arnie State Sports Show, which I fucking hated. Um, and the show the, the show started uh, middle of September and went until February because of, oh, they have to pay licensing fees. But, but the liar who hired me, let's call him Mike. Let, let, let's just call him Mike Murray, for example. The liar. He hires me, tells me we're going to do big things. Okay, great. I'm all on board. Getting paid dick money, but I didn't care. I was close to dad. Um, a few months into it, November, December-ish, somewhere around there, the liar comes to me and says, hey, uh, we, we just hired this guy, and he doesn't want to do sales. But he's done comedy in the past, and he's got a TV background, and we want to see if you can kind of bring him along. 
And, and look, look, my job, I, I started as an intern, so I will always help people. But this guy wasn't really an intern. He was too old to be. He was, he was my age. Let's call him Fuckface. Fuckface that rhymes with Scotty. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so uh, Fuckface and I meet, and we hit it off. Uh, in the dark, I think anyone could be within the color wheel of your house preference. <laughs> so we hit it off. And, and I, it, uh, okay, it was cool. And I welcomed him to come in and do my show every once in a while. Now, he was getting paid by the hour, so they kind of frowned on me having him on all the time. But he was good to bounce stuff off of, but he didn't get radio. You see, he wanted to be that, that wacky, zany guy in radio. And the wacky, zany shit ended in the late 80s, mid-90s. But he was trying to be wacky. And, and I was trying to, you know, I was bringing him along, and, and, and we got along. By the way, his TV and stand-up career were just garbage for the most part. But, but he, uh, I mean, he researched me. He watched my stand-up special that I did at Silver Legacy, downloaded it. He said, man, you have great time, blah, 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 blah. And he and I became friends. And all of a sudden... January hits, and they let him go, or he, he leaves because he's not getting what he wants. He wants his own show, all this kind of stuff, even though he doesn't have any rights to his own show. And he and his family, because he was married, had kids, he and his family moved away to Florida. Okay, he's got family there. You know, he can do his real estate stuff and all this kind of restauranteer stuff. This guy was a jack of many trades, but he did not master any of them. Wasn't even close to it. So he moved to Florida. And he and I kept in, in contact. And, uh, you know, when I finally moved here, he contacted me. He was thinking about moving here. I was like, well, that's awesome. You know, you can come in. And, and he did this show once. He was in Reno for, for work, and he came, or, or an affair. I, I don't remember which one. Um but he came, he came and did this show once when I was in my apartment in Reno. And he was still trying to be wacky and zany and all that kind of deal. Buenos dias, Ogre. He was talking about moving here. And I was like, well, when you come to town, you, you got a place to stay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to end up probably sleeping in my car. I was like, no, you can stay here. He came to town, didn't call, didn't do anything. Probably had another gal here. I don't know. Um, but then he went back and I'm like, well, what happened? He's telling me all this kind of stuff about the housing and all this. And he's a real estate expert and all this kind of bullshit. Right. And then uh, this is like last year at some point. And I said, Hey, uh, would you mind looking over my standup set? Cause remember I did a fifth, my, my 50th birthday, I did a standup show spectacularly, by the way. And I sent him, you know, my script. And there was no rush on it. I sent it to him probably in June or July. Never, ever heard back from him. Called him a few times. Just right to voicemail. I was like, well, that's weird. And pretty much dropped off the face of the earth. 
So I said, okay, no big deal. He's he, and I see that he's making social media posts. So I know he's not dead. Nothing like that. No, no, no. You know, jealous husbands or anything coming in. Did I mention he was married too? Yeah. Okay. Um, I finally star six seven called him on the show phone. I was like, I, w- I want to find out what's going on, you know, because I, I was worried. I was worried something happened to him, something happened to his family, he's stuck in Florida, whatever. I was still under the basis that we were friends. So he answers the no ID phone, and I said, hey, man, what's going on? And he goes, I can't believe you have the fucking audacity to call me. And I'm like, wait, 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 what, 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 huh? You just used me all the time. And, I mean, he starts yelling at me. And I'm sitting here going, well, I'm a grown fucking man. You ain't going to yell at me, but okay. I go, what did I do? Man, we used to celebrate our birthdays together and this and that. And let me, let me just say this right now. I've never celebrated a birthday with him. Never. Not one. First of all, first of all, he got hired at the radio station in December. I met him at the Christmas party. Okay, my birthday is in September. My alcoholic birthday is in April. He no longer worked at the radio station, nor did I in April. We had never celebrated a birthday together. For as a matter of fact, I didn't even know when his fucking birthday was. So he just tends to motherfuck me up and down for no reason at all. So I I, I listened to his phone call and said, okay, I'll, I'll never contact your sorry ass again. Well, yesterday, I was scrolling on TikTok. Lo and behold, he, one of his shit videos comes up, and it wasn't about real estate. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, let me give you a background. He's from Michigan. He's a huge Oakland Raider fan. Detroit Red Wings are his team. He's a bigger Michigan State fan than he was uh, the University of Michigan. Die hard. I mean, uh, that die hard Raiders fan. Didn't really have a baseball team. This video comes up, and I see his sorry carcass. And the motherfucker lives in Plano now, which is like 15 minutes away from me. And he's decked out in nothing but Cowboys garb, Dallas Stars garb, Texas Ranger hats, Telling you the best places in Dallas-Fort Worth to buy hockey equipment. And I guess he started some shit podcast about being a sports kid's dad or some shit. And I'm just here to tell you. First of all, I did not give you permission to move to the great state of Texas. You never ever got that permission from me, especially after you motherfucked me. And secondly... Oh, and this is a promise to God. Dad, I promise this. We went out to dinner one night. 
He got the luxury of getting to meet my dad right before he died. He and I went to dinner at some steakhouse over across from uh, the pepper mill. I had no idea that my dad was coming in. My dad, stupid Beverly, and her shit kids came in there. And, I, you know, I give my dad a hard time, and we were laughing. We didn't sit together. He and I were having dinner. They had dinner. And we told the waitress it was my dad's birthday because they make you put on a big old styrofoam cowboy hat. That's as close to any kind of birthday. So, and it wasn't my dad's birthday. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this is a promise to you, Dad. If I ever, ever see this motherfucker anywhere around town, it's on. You don't get to yell at me on the phone and get away with it and motherfuck me up and down for no reason at all. Oh, no, you don't, Mr. Fuckface Scotty. I'm just telling you right here, right now, on the spot, I, I don't care if your kids are around, I don't care if your wife's there, I don't care if you got a mistress on the side. I'm whooping your monkey fucking ass. Oh, I was heated yesterday. I, oh, I was so heated when I saw that. And, and the funny thing is, is it like they, they, it, you see him, he's decked out in this fucking Dallas Cowboys. This motherfucker hates the Dallas Cowboys if he's a real Raider fan. Hey, Scott, I could have got you Raider tickets this year. One of my true best friends actually works for the team. Be hot. But now you're a Cowboys fan? Well, you're not allowed to be a Cowboys fan. And, and oh, I swear to God, if I see any burnt orange on you, I'm going to find your house. And I am going to stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk that bitch dry. Oh. Man, I, I I was so incensed with this yesterday. I, I was actually pacing at one point. If I would have had a car, I would have driven around Plano yesterday looking for him. But I would have been yelling out the window, Scotty! Or fuckface, whatever. Oh, on the spot, man. <laughs> Michigan State fan, that explains a lot. Fucks party. Derek says, that's shitty. Gold, uh, good morning to you, my friend. I have one hell of an arm for throwing eggs and TP. Put me in the game, coach. Uh, ever, Chris Jericho voice, ever. Arnie, that's a circus peanut orange. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. a. No, it's burnt orange. Tennessee has the circus peanut orange. Well, his team did leave California. Oh, he didn't care. He didn't care. Cowboys girl says, don't let him get to you, Arnie. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I look, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I went out of my way to show him the ropes in radio. I did. I really did. I let him on my show. And let me just say, he was terrible. I would have a lot of guests on shows, but the people that I bring on are good and they can hold their own and they're funny. This guy couldn't hold his own. I had to walk him through fucking bits, walk him through jokes. He just wanted to be wacky and zany and meh. Oh, man. Oh. 
Oh, it, I, it, it is so on the spot. I'm, I'm talking I'm going to be throwing elbows, heel kicks. Oh, I will find it in my way to throw a roundhouse wheel kick on this guy. I don't care if I'm fat. I don't care if it cripples me. Major Consent says, good morning. I live in Colorado. I'll drive down and help. The only help I need is keeping the police at bay for a little bit. Oh, man, oh, man. And I think it enraged me more that he was wearing all of my sports teams. Hey, man, if you want to steal me, go right ahead, dude. But I'm going to steal on you, motherfucker. Wearing Ranger shit. You couldn't tell me. I, I he, He's a... It, they go to the star in Frisco, and they're hanging out. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Are you going to give him some of the honk-foo and hi ya him? Oh, you goddamn right. Oh, I mean, I mean. If a man comes to attack you, and you know kung fu, you're going to hi ya him, right? Yeah, people are going to be screaming this. Nathan, call 911. Oh, Nathan, you better get your dialing figures ready. Now, look, I'm, I'm sorry I started out with that on the show. I just had to get it out of my system. It has been burning me up for the last 12 hours. Got some sleep last night again. Had to take an extra magnesium pill because my legs started shaking again last night. Already fucking cleaned my system out. Boy, I tell you what, magnesium rips you apart inside. God damn. Uh, so there you go. That is uh, that that that's what uh, I I'm waking up with today. Now now I have to say you're out or not you're out. Uh, Erised. I'm sorry. Erised. Uh, she sent me. Peter Ducey was at it again yesterday. And you know what always puts me in a good mood is when. <laughs> Uh, do I need to come down there? It takes a lot of strength to turn the other cheek. It's a good thing I'm watching Dead Man Walking. Oh, I love you, Joe Murphy. And Joe Murphy's going to be on today. Woo! But I tell you what, here you go. Here you go. If you want to be in a good mood, just listen to Peter Ducey rip old Jean-Pierre up again. There's a big problem now that rainbow fentanyl, which is designed to target children has been found in 18 states. What specifically is the president doing about this? So uh, we just talked about uh, uh, the day, the overdose awareness day that um, uh, that we are uh, observing today. Uh, I just laid out. Uh, overdose awareness day? What color shirt do I need to wear for that? What the second gentleman uh, and uh, others are doing within, within this administration. Uh, and, um, you know, we are going to continue to focus on the uh, the steps that we're taking, that we have taken. You have the $80 million uh, that DHS just announced uh, today on drug prevention. And the president has taken uh, many steps. Shut He's up. made this a priority uh, to make sure that we attack a very... So shut up, bitch! Uh, very dangerous drugs, serious drugs in this country. Let Peter talk. 300 overdoses a day now. We know how the fentanyl is coming into the country. It's coming right across the southern border. Right. The DEA administrator says so. So when is the president going to do something? So to I will it? say that uh, 
you have seen a 200% increase of fentanyl seizures, which means that uh, we, are, we are doing the job of catching drug traffickers. 200%, hold on, 200% increase, just again, Americans seizures. Americans' life expectancies are going down uh, at a rate not seen in a century, and part of that is being driven by drug overdoses. So what is the president going to do? And we, ag we agree, we agree. We see those same numbers as well. But the fact that we are, uh, you know, we are securing the border, uh, the fact that we are securing record levels. What? Wait. What did you just say? We agree. We agree. We see those same numbers as well. But the fact that we are, uh, you know, we are securing the border, huh? the fact that we are securing record levels of funding uh, from DHS so they can stop illicit drugs from entering into the country. They the, are. The fact that uh, it's not just day? drug traffickers that we're dealing with as well. We're stopping, stopping financiers. This nope. is what's happening no, it's with not. This, under this administration. Not Look, but, being but, stopped. 300 overdoses. This is being designed him, to target I, children, drug cartels, in I Mexico, hear you. want to kill American kids. What is this president doing about it? I hear you. I just, I just laid out 200% of increase of drug fentanyl seizures. That is a dangerous drug that we are taking off the street. I, I can't listen to her anymore. I, I just can't. Peter Ducey, I, 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 I'm inviting Peter Ducey on this show anytime he wants. He can come and do my birthday show if he wants to. Are you kidding me? We've se we're securing the border. We're securing the border. <gasps> really? By the way, by the way, uh, buses are now being sent to Chicago. So fuck you, Chicago. I'll be calling your city hall to see who's going to be paying for this buses now. Mexico is building and paying for the wall with fentanyl trafficking. Yes, they are. Rainbow fentanyl. They're targeting the children. This administration has done nothing. Nada, zip, nada. I already said nada. Zilch. Blip. Doily fuck. They, they aren't doing anything to secure the border. You remember those guys that did try to secure the border? You know, the ones with horses and whips. Oh, wait, that's right. They didn't have whips. Those were reins on a horse, you stupid fucks. And they were all suspended, and they have all been punished for doing their job of securing the border. <laughs> I, I just, I am at such a loss for the lies that come out of this woman's mouth. Oh, my God. Arise, thank you so much for this. You, you sent this to me yesterday. Oh, I was laughing. Did you just let a couple guys who were caught with millions of pills go? Yeah, that, that, that did happen. And, and not only once, it's happened twice, Cowboys Girl. Uh, I forget what the other one was, but they have let two separate, uh, four separate men, or young men, go who had enough fentanyl to kill 400 million people. We only have 330, what, 8 million people that live in this country, so they had enough fentanyl to kill everybody and then do some damage to Canada. Pierre sounds like a supervisor at a big company. Yeah, Jen Pisaki 2.0. At least Pisaki was halfway smart.
And I'll say halfway because she was mainly an idiot. Pierce, uh, they asked a point-blank question, or why didn't I get a raise? And they bullshit and use word salad to avoid saying what they come up with, whatever fucking excuse to avoid the truth or uplift and still maintain how wonderful everything is. Do you think those that are put on a bus to Chicago are like, hell no, let me off. I'll walk back. No way, Jesus' name, I live in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, no, come on, I wanted to go to New York. I wanted to go to the Empire State Building. She's paid per word and bonus for talking points. Never mind, it's jibber-jash. It is jibber-jabber, as Mr. T would say. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. And, and <laughs> Jean-Pierre is the wish version of Jin Pisaki. Oh, and Jin Pisaki was the thrift store edition of any reputable press secretary. She's not even in the same league. Not in the same sport as, as, as Kaylee McEnany with her big book where she would shut. See, that's the thing. They're all trying to be Kaylee McEnany because the Democratic reporters would come on and they would fucking try and she would crush them. And this these... Jen Pisaki was terrible. And this guy, I can't wait until this girl loses it. I can't, I, I, I mean, I, I look at her and I think we're going to get a... Damn, damn, damn! She's going to break whatever's in front of her and just tear into Peter Doocy. I wouldn't be... I, I'm just going to say this right now. I'm betting that she uses the word cracker. She won't call him a honky. Because she's not old enough to use hunky, but she'll call him a cracker. She is the wish version. Cheap knockoff that takes weeks to get to the fucking point to make a delivery. Whoever says Chinese are hardworking never ordered something from wish.com. Amen to that. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, by the way, the president is speaking tonight. He's going to be going after Republicans. Now, I found something that is the most truthful thing Joe Biden has ever said in his entire life. You ready? I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. There you go. There you go. Well, just wash my hands of it. Hey, I've done dumb things before, and I'll keep doing them. Well, why don't we elect you? You old fucking piece of shit. It's 2022. If John Pierre can identify as a White House spokesperson, if she wants to, yeah, it, she's awful at it. Uh, look, look here. Look. <laughs> this speech tonight is going to be nothing but propaganda and rhetoric. I, I'm surprised he won't goose step across the stage. We can only hope. We can only hope he does that basketball thing like he did. I didn't record. I di- I didn't put that in the the. Uh, the sound effects machine, but the thing that went viral over the weekend is when he was talking about his dead son and how he was the, whatever, the, the attorney general of Delaware. Ooh. Yeah, I'm sure he got that job on his own merits. And uh, he's talking about how he went into the worst neighborhood where, where, where Joe Biden was the only white lifeguard at a pool. Boy, but if you wanted the best basketball... 
You went to that area. He, he stopped short of saying fried chicken and Kool-Aid. That just shot up into the top ten. Well, this one right here, the... Uh... I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. So the best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to... Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. That's still great. Now, uh, I know this is going to... Th- let me just say this right now. Surprise, surprise, surprise. If Republicans take over the House and the Senate, they are going to say they want to impeach Joe Biden due to his high crimes over the border and the Afghanistan withdrawal. Well, let's mention the COVID shots, too, why don't we? I mean, there is a plethora. Oh, let's even remember his son, Hunter, and the cover-up and the stealing of an election. I I mean... Look here, I, you, you can't go out with... with we'll pass universal pre-K. We'll restore the child care tax credit. We'll protect voting rights. We'll pass election reform and make no make sure no one, no one ever has the opportunity to steal an election again. Oh, my God. Again. And the Republicans are saying they want to impeach him? Well, golly. <laughs> I mean... I've been calling for that for the last six months. I told you they were going to do that. I mean, goddamn, it's like the Republicans are listening to the show and... I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Thanks, Double A. Double A's always got my back. Press secretary is a good reason why woke hiring is a bad idea. Amen to that. I mean... I don't even call it woke hiring anymore. It's the hiring of the the the, the United Nations of Benetton, where every color, everything, every weird thing is is in the cabinet. You have a guy who's a mayor of a college town, South Bend, Indiana, who is now the 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 secretary of transportation. Motherfucker has no experience there. You got a gal who was a guy who a few years ago deemed it was a mental condition to, to, to be a transgender, who is the, uh, uh, what, the, the, the secretary, the assistant to the secretary of, human, or of health? Come on. Nobody is qualified to do any job that is in the White House or in the cabinet. Hello? Elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. The Quaalude ice cream. I mean, there was a time in this country. Pepperidge Farms remembers. There was a time in this country when we all kind of knew. And this this is anywhere between eight and nine years ago. When the illegal alien numbers were about 13 million in the United States, there are about 13 million illegal aliens, undocumented workers, whatever the fuck virtue signaling you want to call them, that that was the total. And now we get 2 million or 4 million already this year. We're probably going to get somewhere between 8 and 10 million in this year alone. Not to mention what came over last year. 
president is, and, and this isn't this isn't a uh, a party thing. I I just want if there are any Biden supporters out there left that aren't related to him. I just want you to tell me what he's done. I'd like to know what he has done. Schools are no safer. Your taxes are rising. Inflation has never been this high. We're in a recession. Do do I need to keep going? He allowed Marines to get murdered. Because they were not killed in combat. They were murdered in cold blood. What, what, what more? He's allowed his son to do crack and, and get away with it. And, and, and also, he, his son, who used his father at the time, which was vice president, to get deals done in the Ukraine and in China and Russia. Um, have you done anything yet? Let's see. Uh, I'll tell you what he's done. He's got us that much closer to the apocalypse, and I approve of that. Uh, Biden hates his entire staff. That's how you know he has handlers that are really in charge. He has to. Oh, my God. But I, I would just like to know what he's done. Please tell me. Because in my opinion, this is just my humble opinion, he ain't done shit. Now, the guy that could be replacing him on the Democratic ticket, I love this story. This story, to me, is the most delicious story I've ever done about Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, will win the governorship of California. I'll just announce it right now. I'm projecting that Gavin Newsom will be the current and next governor of California. But he has signed an executive order to increase electricity supply as a straight state braces for a major heat wave this weekend. It's supposed to be, what, 102 in Northern California mainly all weekend? But he's also told people, hey, um, might want to not use those big appliances during the day. Oh, and if you charge your car, can you not? That's right, that's right. He's telling people in California not to charge their cars. This is the same man who is going to outlaw new gas-powered vehicles in California in 13 years. But if you have an electric car and it needs charging, please don't charge it because that'll take up a lot on the power grid. And I do believe that there was somebody who may have said, this is going to be a problem. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Really? Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man in the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Zach just texted in, uh, California's become such a shit show, there's no saying it. I, I, I mean, seriously. And, and, and real quick, real quick, I'm just wondering, I have a question for a lot of you that are all smarter than me. I admit it, I'm not that smart when it comes to these things. 
How many um, electric airplanes do we have out there? How, how, how many airplanes are running on solar? Guess you still need some of that fossil fuel there, huh? Are you going to outlaw new airplanes in the state as well there, Mr. Uh, former Governor? I love this. Hey, go out there and buy an electric car, but whatever you do, don't charge it. It's fucking up our power grid. Oh, my God. 107 to 109 this weekend. Good Lord. Welcome to Texas weather. Uh, Yeah, but y'all ain't got humidity, so you ain't got to fucking bitch about anything. 106, Sunday's 111. The public gets uh, gets the government to vote for it. It sure as hell does. Oh, it's zero, zero planes? Okay, thank you. I appreciate that, Kale. I was wondering about that. I, I, I need to pick me up real quick. I, I'm going to share this with y'all because this is fucking awesome. This was my favorite story of the day yesterday. has nothing to do with We're, we're going to get back to California and schools and things. But do I have a great video for y'all today? Oh, here it is. And it happened in New York City. New York City! Yeah. Uh, This gal, I I guess there was something going on. There was a bunch of police reacting to it. And this gal's walking up on the police. Something you shouldn't probably do in New York. You know what's good? The extra mile extras rewards. Oh, shut up. I don't care about that. Um, NYPD, they were arresting somebody, and there were like five or six officers and she wanted to know what was going on, and she's got a right to know. So, here you go. Okay, here we go. Bunch of people are involved. Police are restraining some people. More police are getting involved. Here she comes, out of nowhere. She's saying something to the assailant. And the police are trying to get her back. She spit. Oh, ma'am! Ma'am! That cop knocked her the fuck out! Watowza! Holy Jesus! Boom! Shakalaka! She spit on a cop. She slapped at a cop, both assaulting a police officer. And this large behemoth black man of a police officer said, oh, nuh-uh, and whamma-lamma-ding-dong, you go down. Why'd you do that? She's a little girl. He's like standing over her too, like, like fucking Ali and listening. Hey, cuff and stuff bro, that biatch. He polywhopped the shit out of her. Woo! <laughs> that was fucking great. Oh my god. Right, since I was excited about 86 today, but this damn humidity is unreal. Yeah, that's the thing is. It's nice, but when it starts to get warmer, like 89, and the humidity is at like 90%, you're like, fuck. And you can drive yourself to the hospital when you have a heat stroke because you can't charge your car. No shit. Oh, let's see. Uh, 
Uh, and what else Green Gruesome doing? Pleading with PG&E to keep Diablo Canyon open. Duh. It's responsible for powering half of Southern California. All those miles of solar panels in the desert, apparently no match for one nuclear power plant. And a fraction of the cost. Does Diablo uh, belong on the coast? Hell no, it belongs in the desert where the panels are taking up a large swath of it. Yeah, look, like I said, I'm not against using this stuff. But let's keep the regular shit going. Oh, yeah, that chick full on. I mean, you got knocked the fuck out, man. Spit on someone. That's when that's what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, she slapped at him and spit on him. And he said, oh, no, not on my watch, little girl. What do ya? I mean, this guy reminds me of kind of like, hey, uh, you know what he looks like in one of the pictures? He looks like that big guy with the gigantic cock that, that everybody got emailed. He looks like that fella. Officer Kendo D. Kinsey, our police officer of the week. They like, give it up, give it up, man. I mean, he's named after a damn kendo stick. God damn, that's awesome. All right, now I'm ready to keep going now. All right, all right, all right. Um, how about this? This is fantastic to read. Uh, Los Angeles County is launching a $1,000 a month universal basic income program. <laughs> is he seeing anyone? <laughs> L.A. County's basic income program in which 1,000 residents are receiving $1,000 a month for the next three years. The county's just handing out $36,000 to an individual. There you go. The recipients in the pilot program, which County Board of Supervisors established to tackle poverty and income stability, were randomly chosen from a pool of more than 180,000 that applied. Uh, let me just say, they, they, they were randomly chosen. <laughs> He should tag team with Garrow Brown. Jesus, that would be like the Black Steiner brothers. No one could beat Kendo and Garrow. Fuck, I would, ta- I would pay for fucking pay-per-views then. I wouldn't just watch them on TikTok. If you wonder why your favorite places are closing, and I just found out that Bed Bath & Beyond, which I love going to, because they always have cool soap and shit there. They're closing like 130 of their stores. But if you go to places and the service sucks because nobody's working there, it's because of counties like L.A. County. You're going to just give people $1,000 a month? And, and, and by the way, by the way, no, that's not going to help them with anything. What, what what kind of place can you rent for $1,000 a month in, in L.A.? Maybe a room. This is just like this bullshit debt forgiveness thing. 
which, by the way, still uh, against the law, unconstitutional, everything under the world. Um, and it, it should not go through. The president doesn't have the right to sign that. But when Tommy and I were talking about this, if your college bills are $80,000, guess what? You have to still pay 70000 of it. That $10,000 that, that they're just wiping off, not really going to do anything. You're not going to start a family with that. You're not going to buy a home with that. These are just more legal bribes. Now, I'm sure that's an oxymoron saying a legal bribe, but that's all that this is. The L.A. County, uh, uh, LA County su- supervisors all want to be reelected. And lo and behold, they've got 1,000 votes right there. I, I, I just, I, it, it, it makes me just shake my head. It makes me shake my head, and, and it pisses me off. But it doesn't piss me off as much as the next story. The next story is something that should not be happening anywhere. It wouldn't have helped me to get $10,000 removed on what I owed. They should have said no interest and just repay your principal loans, but then the government makes no money. Exactly. More than 100 schools in Philadelphia will be uh, releasing early this week due to a lack of functioning air conditioning in the hot weather. The schools will let out three hours earlier than normal. Some parents said that the uncomfortable conditions are nothing new for their children. My son had to go to the nurse's office to get relief from the heat because he was the only place that had air conditioning. Workmen advocated to get air conditioning put in over the summer. As a result, her son's school did not have to close yesterday. Question. I looked this up already, and I know that Pennsylvania has a state lottery. This proves my point so well. If the state lottery money is truly there to benefit education, and that's what a lot of these people and a lot of these lotteries have run on, is that the money will go back into the educational system. You can't equip your schools with air conditioning? Really, you have literally billions of dollars from the state lottery. And you're sending kids home early because you don't have air conditioning? Huh. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like a lot of that money isn't going to the schools. I know, I know, before, before anybody says it. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You got to close schools three hours early? Well, what about the parents? What are they supposed to do? They supposed to go to their work and go, hey, I gotta leave three hours early. My little shithead kids gotta come home. There's nobody home for my second grader. And we live in kind of a rough neighborhood. 
boss, can I get time off? Oh, you're not going to pay me for it? Well, shit, I don't know how I'm going to make rent next month. Play the lottery. There you go. Um, so how do they plan to see the payoff through? Like, you give them an extra $1,000 a month for what? To what end are they teaching them to save or balance budget or pay down debt or just $1,000 a month for grins and giggles? Yeah, it's, it, it's for that. They're, holding, they're giving them $1,000 a month. And, and this, you know who's going to benefit from this? Liquor stores and drug dealers. So, hey, they look, California's got the liquor store and drug dealer vote going. Can they be taxed on that? Are you talking about the California thing? Oh, if they can, they will be. Uh, it's like the lotto is a slush fund in a way. Oh, in a big way, it's a slush fund. It uh, looks like Gruesome in-laws aren't fans of him. According to donation records, Kenneth Seibel Jr. and Judah Seibel, the parents of Newsom's wife, made a $5,000 donation to the Friends of Ron DeSantis back in April. I saw that story. I laughed about it, but who knows why they did it. I've been asking, where is our lottery money going? Where is the pot tax money going? I've only seen school budgets decline over the years. I've never seen a bonus at all from those years. My kids' schools never see it. Yes, how about that in Nevada? Nevada, you don't have a state lottery. A, you don't need it because gambling's legal there. But you did legalize cannabis. And I thought all that money was going to help out the schools. When I lived there last, I, I, and I kid you not about this story, this is a true story. Washoe County Schools were ranked the worst schools in Nevada. And Nevada was like 48th in education out of 50 states. I believe it was Mississippi, and I want to say either Alabama's too easy, but it might have been Alabama or, or Alaska that were the last. But Nevada was third to last or second to last. After that report came out, the Washoe County School District Supervisor, the the head in charge, the superintendent, was given a raise and was making around $400,000 a year. First of all, why does the superintendent need to make that much? Secondly, why are you giving a raise to someone who is part of the worst, the third worst schools in America? I just wish that these these legislators in the states would just fucking go ahead and stop lying. Look, we're gonna legalize tax, or we're gonna legalize pot so we can tax it, and I can have a hotter mistress. Or at least I can build a, uh, buy an apartment for my mistress. Just tell us the truth what you're using the money on. Because it sure as fuck ain't schools. Uh, let's see. Nevada governor. I would never be the governor of that state. Uh, don't forget New Mexico is now officially dead last in education in this country. We're number one. We're number one. 
we had to spend that money somehow. Why not a raise, LOL, right? I mean, it, it it's fascinating to me. Fascinating. But uh, there is some good news coming out of schools. I saw this yesterday. I almost started crying. I literally almost started crying when I saw this because it, it, may, it touched me. Um, a Missouri school district is bringing back, as they call it, and I love what they call it, you know, all the, the liberal whiny babies call it corporal punishment. That's right. They are bringing back spankings. Uh, when Ellen Reddy, that's a great name, learned of a predominantly white school district in southwest Missouri that reinstated corporal punishment as a last resort for disciplining students, Reddy, who raised two black boys and is a grandmother, became upset. Even in modern-day U.S., black children like her grandchildren are still twice as likely to be beaten in schools as white children. Well, is that because they don't know how to act? Let me in. Let me let you in on a little story. Something that I am very proud of in my. I'm not very very proud of my uh, my educational career because I didn't do anything spectacular except one thing. I got paddled in school at least once a year, from kindergarten to twelfth grade. Every single year. Don't worry, Grandma, for black kids at school, uses a whip. Is that what you wanted to hear? If you don't act like a fool, then you ain't going to get whipping. I got licks. Uh, and, and there was one vice principal when I was in, I think, sixth grade. His name was Mr. Patch. Mr. Patch was a large black man, one of the nicest people I've ever met. He would hand out these really cool Dallas Cowboy cards that, that actually police would hand out to kids, and he, he would get some from police, and he'd hand them out to good students. Needless to say, I never really got one from Mr. Patch. Mr. Patch wore my ass out in fifth and sixth grade because I was interrupting the class. I was the class clown. I was the jackass. My sixth grade year, he only got me once. He only got me once, and I learned my lesson because that was the year that he introduced holes in his paddle. Less air resistance. And let me tell you, when you get hit with one of them paddles, and Mr. Patch probably was a professional arm wrestler the size of his goddamn forearms, my ass looked like a honeycomb. Thank you, Arnie. Me too. We were twins, I swear. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I'm not kidding. The first time, I, I remember. I remember the first time I got paddled. A school off of uh, uh, Shiloh and Garland Road. Or no, Walnut and Garland Road. I did kindergarten first, uh, kindergarten in first grade there. Then we moved. But I'll never forget. I was playing, uh, playing Star Wars. 
And the teacher told us she didn't want us playing Star Wars because we were doing the choo 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 pew 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 pew. And I backed up. And I was a bigger kid. I wasn't as super rotund as I am now, but I was a bigger kid in kindergarten. My parents held me back a year to start kindergarten because they wanted me to be more mature. Bad move, Mom and Dad. And I backed into this bookcase kind of hard because I was about to get, you know, I was about to get shot by a stormtrooper. Because in kindergarten, you don't realize the stormtroopers are terrible shots. But I was Han Solo. And I backed into this thing, and it went down. And it was a big one. Like, if this would have fallen on a kid, it would have done some fucking damage. And the teacher wasn't in the room, and all of a sudden you hear this gigantic boom. Teacher's running back in the classroom, and I'm just standing there because I'm a dumb fucking little kid. Arnie, did you do that? No. Down to the principal's office you go. My first run-in with the principal. I sat there, waited there for like 15 minutes. Miss Florence, Mrs. Florence was the principal at the time. She called me in. She asked me what I did. I, I said, we were playing Star Wars. Were you supposed to be playing Star Wars? No, ma'am. All right, well, I'm going to have to paddle you. And I'm sitting there going, huh? Because my parents signed off on corporal punishment like a motherfucker. And that little old lady, she was probably about 50 or 60 at the time. She had a ping pong paddle. She gave me three swats with it. Of course I cried. I mean, kindergarten. I think I stopped crying after getting spankings in like the second grade. Hell, when I got them in high school, I was just like, all right, this is going to hurt. Did you see the Project Veritas get the uh, assistant principal on record of a Connecticut school saying he won't hire Catholics or interview people over 30 because they're too conservative? Then they fired the guy the next day. The lawsuits coming are going to be great. Every applicant over 30 can sue for unfair hiring practices. It was nice to see some good changes there. That's funny. That is fucking hilarious. Ratberger says, I went to parochial school. Uh, through eighth grade, most of the teachers were nuns. Some of them liked to carry around a yardstick and slam it on the back of your desk chair. As the first and only warning, the next time that yardstick was somewhere on your body, that's how you get kids to pay attention and not act up. I still have a few welts on my winger- fingers. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've only been paddled with a wooden paddle with holes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That... He was working on his bad speed in the offseason, yeah. Uh, they should have secured it better. Uh, today's parents would be suing the school for emotional trauma due to their kids who were knocked over the shelf. My dad would never sign a paddling waiver. Uh, that would deprive him of the privilege and pleasure of whooping my dumb ass. Oh, oh, well, well see, here was the thing. They would never contact my parents about it because they signed off on the waiver. And if they didn't contact my parents, do you think I was going to be dumb enough to say, yeah, I got paddled today in school? My dad did not know that I was paddled each and every year until I bragged about it one day on the radio. 
He goes, you got paddled every year? Were you making that? I was like, no, I'm not making that up. Each and every year I got paddled. And yes, I am very proud of that accomplishment. I remain consistent through all of my education. So I didn't do good in college. There's nobody there to paddle me. Or at least I'd have to pay weird money for it, and they'd probably kick me in the balls, too. Uh, Hang down, Jen says, I remember my first time the principal called my dad to inform him. I can uh, whether it be, either be paddled as punishment or pick me up for suspension for two days. My dad was on speakerphone. He said, spank her. She broke the rules and hung up. I was also spanked and put on restriction for the weekend. Yep. Douglas, good morning, my friend. Happy Friday Eve to you. I went to Catholic school in the early 80s. We had three Irish nuns that still did the yardstick across the knuckles. They practiced by putting a stick of chalk at the end of the desk and worked on their arm. My dad uh, got into a fight with the teacher for calling him and asking him if it was okay to spank me. He signed that shit on day one. Oh, yeah, my parents were like, yeah, we, you get in trouble at school, they're going to take care of you. So, uh, by the way, major kudos going out to this Missouri school district. That has brought it back, back where it belongs. See, this is the thing. Yeah, I, this is what I love so much. I mean, let, let me get this out, and then I'm going to take a break, and we're going to – you metal fans that I promised yesterday, you're going to love the first break, I promise. Um, you people that try to reason with children – I don't know if you make me laugh or if you make me sick. Because that's trying to, like, reason with a dog. Oh, my God, Ernie states that children are like dogs. No, I like dogs better, and dogs are smarter. You can't reason with a child because they're incapable of it. Their brains are not developed enough. Yet you try to reason and tell them... Their brain knows that if you got to spank them, you did something wrong and you shouldn't do that again. Uh, the nuns at my school were such fuck-ups, they didn't even hit us or anything. Just jabber and spanglish and give us the demerit to take home. Maybe that was more psychologically cruel, in which case, well done, nuns, well played. Oh, I, I, I'm very proud of the record that I got, I got spanked every year in school. I don't care. I deserved it. Hey, I was a fuck-up in class. Mage says, I got spanked in school, and they sent a note home with me. My dad framed it and still on the wall at the house. Note says, I talked to your son. I prayed with your son. I spanked your son. Makes me want to move there, knock up some trailer trash just so my kid can get whooped because, you know, trailer park kids are going to get it. Yes, we are. Us trailer park kids, man, we stick together. All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com is where you can write the show. Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy is coming up next.
felt the air rise up in me Kneel down and clear the stone of leaves I wander out where you can't see Inside my shell I wait and bleed I'm a
motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> oh, welcome back to the show. I know that's not one of my regular bumpers back, but uh, I'm glad everybody enjoyed the metal. Uh, let's see. Uh, and I have to admit, the, the Raining Blood Slayer, that's for Ogre, because I know Ogre's a huge Slayer fan. Uh, Stray Fire, Raining Blood from Lacerated Sky, heaviest drums ever. Uh, the Slipknot, that's for all the metal fans out there. Uh, Scott says, great choices. This is a far cry from yesterday's Muzak. Well, see, this was supposed to play. These three songs were supposed to play yesterday, but we went straight through. We didn't take a second break yesterday. And uh, the, 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 the last one, Shedding Skin from Pantera, that is from my man Jesse over at JS Floors. He's the reason that song is in there because he, he's like, hey, man, you got to play. This is a way back. Uh, you got you to gotta play more metal on the show. And I was like, well, I play Pantera. He goes, yeah, you play the regular. Can you play something like Shedding Skin? I was like, yes. So Jesse at JS4, that one was for you and all the metal heads out there. Uh, Hot Mama says, I have a headache. Kin uh, Dog says, excellent, Arnie. My business neighbors are wondering what the hell is all the racket. Uh, it's metal, bitches. Well, there you go. Uh, so, so I hope you enjoyed that. Yeah, I like playing metal on the show. Metal's fun to listen to. Not the biggest metal guy in the world, but hey, I enjoy it sometimes. Uh, all right, it is that time. We got to make a phone call. Let's see. Oh, oh, I move this around. There we go. Both channels. Hello, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy. Is that you? Yeah, this is uh, Lake Tahoe Joe. Oh, how you doing, buddy? Good, great. How are you doing? I, I, I'm good. You sound fantastic today. Did you get that treatment? <laughs> I get that. I get that all the time. Uh, by the way, I appreciated your text message earlier about coming down here and finding that guy and whooping his ass. No, this is a well, one man job. This was, is a one man job. But it wasn't really to whoop his ass. I wanted. I, I was gonna. I, you know, I, I I wanted to maybe come down and read some scripture. You know, help you out with a little of that. I mean, turn the other cheek. Come on, guy. Uh, you, know, you know, but I know how this guy because especially no, you know, you're not from Michigan no. and you're a diehard Raider fan. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, you're full of crap. I mean, when I when I looked on his page and I saw him outfitted in Dallas Stars gear from head to toe, I was yeah. like, no. And by the way, he calls himself a sports dad. His daughter plays hockey. I mean, I mean, that's not really a sports dad. That that's just kind of a, you know, just a. Yeah, yeah that, no, you can't really be a sports yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, you know, a sports dad. You know what? And don't get me going on the Catholic school thing, okay? Because you know what? If you got a problem, if you can't handle five foot two. Sister Margaret McGrath smacking you upside the head, then you need to grow a pair, oh, okay? Oh, because, for God's yeah. sake, people Joe, Joe I, I'm so yeah. happy to hear you because I was worried about you last week. What happened? What happened? The Nebraska game happened. That's what happened. You know what? You know, <laughs> there was Vietnam, then Korea, and now this, and you got to keep bringing it up every week. Oh, Joe, Joe, you were texting me. I was at lunch. I was I was out and I felt I, I'm watching the game. I didn't get to see the onside kick. I had to read about it. I, I don't understand that play. I just I, I'm I'm rooting for a, a better week this week for you, Joe. Oh my god, that was 
So I would ask people, what, what, what do you think was the defining play in that game? And they're like, well, no, no, there was only one. Did Tom Osborne? No, when he got six, yard, six yards of play, that's all we need you to do. First downs, six yards of play. Guess what? We're national champions. Oh, no, we got the momentum going. We got this thing. Let's throw in a trick play. Really? Like the onside kick, it was horrible. It was so horrible. I was so upset with that. We don't need that. No. We didn't need that. Now, let me ask you this, because I've been, I've been, uh, been kind of hyperboling on this all week. Um, do you think Scott Frost called that because he's no longer calling the offensive plays? As a kind of, uh, hey, I, this is still my team. This is my play. You know, because they took the clipboard away from him. Oh, shit. God damn it, Murph. Joe, you there? I don't know what just happened. Joe, you there? Hello. Yeah, you there? Can you hear me? Okay. Joe, you there? Joe? Hello? Joe? Joe? Hello? All right, I'll hang up. Uh, Joe and Metro PCS, a match made in heaven. <laughs> Joe forgot to pay his cell phone bill. Okay, he's calling on another number. Hold Well, he called on this number. Oh. All right. All right, you there, Joe? You know, for the last like three weeks, yeah. whenever you call me on, or when we hook up on this number, it has like a weird, uh, this weird thing comes on, like, and the volume goes down automatically, and I have to put the volume back up, and then it goes back down. It's really bizarre, and uh, I what I think is that it's time for a new phone. Maybe. Maybe I, I I don't know, but but uh, I'm not Jeff. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not Bill Gates. I'm not Jeff Bezos. But it might be time for a new phone. You, so you're more of a of a in his heyday a a Ron Jeremy. That that's the way I I just. Well, it. that's not get carried away there, Jerk Giggler. Okay. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So I uh. Yeah, no, oh, my God. I was so I was so upset with the onside kick. I just knew right away, like, what if we, we had the momentum. We had really, like, the onside kick. Because I, I was in a, I did, like, a focus group. It was uh, for an attorney. It was quite fascinating. Uh, anyway, and I laughed. I knew we had, like, one, maybe no timeouts left. We were going to get the ball one more time. I'm out. I'm going to this thing I got to do because I don't care. I don't want to watch our last possession. Uh, and, you know, I just want to maybe get a, a notification. No, no, we're going to lose one right uh, off the bat. Let me ask, are you happy with Casey Thompson? Like the kid, he's a gunslinger. Got a quick release. I, I like the way, you know, it wasn't the greatest second half. But uh, but he he gets the job done. He, he really, I mean, he just bam. He's like a Dan Marino. You know, he throws the ball. It's very quick. Uh, comes out of you know, come, uh, comes out of his arm just like uh, uh, you, you, you're really quick. He's really fast, and I like that. And he gets the ball where it's supposed to be. So far, I like him. Okay, here's the one the one knock that I have on him, and I did see this last week because I got to see some of the second half when he gets flustered when he gets down. 
he's no longer the gunslinger. He just starts throwing, chucking the ball everywhere, throwing it in double, triple coverage, doing all kinds of crazy shit. That's you know, like I, that's what I, I was I was noticing too. It just seemed like he kind of had a letdown in the second half. He wasn't he wasn't balls to the wall. No, like all he right. wasn't full chef. All right, Joe. Uh, hey, let me ask you something. Are you tired of the Jake Paul fights? The, these reality you know, I, star fights. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not super familiar with this because I know you're a. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm a boxing fan. I'm an MMA fan. But this Jake Paul, he's a. He was like a. Uh, he's he's like a, a celebrity on on social media. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. His his brother yeah. started it and he jumped on. And then they became boxers, but they're boxing guys that were mainly wrestlers or MMA fighters. And they win, right. and there's a clause in the contract saying you can't knock out either of the Paul boys. Wait, wait a minute. You can't knock out either yeah. of the Paul boys. Yeah, and even, this though, is- even though if you watch, if you go back and watch the Floyd Mayweather-Jake Paul fight, Floyd Mayweather knocks him out and carries him around the ring for like eight seconds. Okay, okay. Is this a UFC sanctioned fight? No, these are boxing matches. These are actually licensed boxing matches. Yeah, what do you? What do you that's like saying there's a no two point conversion clause in your uh, NFL contract. I, well, I don't get that. Well, I don't understand it. They're licensed as exhibitions, so you can put the you can put all this stuff in there. And Jake Paul was supposed to fight in New York against somebody, but they didn't sell any tickets. Now he's supposed to be fighting Anderson Silva in a boxing match. And I just got to say, I'm done. I, I, I'm washing my hands of this whole thing. I'm so sick of these two idiots trying to claim that they're all awesome. And, and Jake said that he was going to try out for the Dolphins and play in the NFL. Just stop. <laughs> you know what, buddy? If Tim Tebow can't make the team, yeah. you're not either, yeah. buddy. I hate <laughs> to tell you that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? Murphy's trying out for the Rangers next week too. So yeah. You better be talking about the fucking New York Rangers because my Red Hot Rangers are okay. Well, I can feel the ground ball, son. <laughs> uh, little John Gruden update. Uh, he's finally responded, and he's come out and said that. His emails are shameful, but he's still a good person because he goes to church. He has a wife of 30 years, and he has two great sons. I like him for one reason, one reason only. You want to know why I like John Gruden? Because he's like Charles Barkley. He just tells the truth. I don't know. No, no. I like him because he doesn't waste time putting a silent letter in his fucking name. There is no H in John Gruden. It's J-O-N. God okay, bless that. All right. I like that. Okay. That's no nonsense right there. That that means you are dealing with somebody who doesn't have fucking time to waste on a silent letter. Okay. And let me tell you this right. First off, John the Baptist might disagree, but we'll go there <laughs> later. Okay, buddy? I will baptize oh. you in water. Okay. He is to come. We'll baptize you in fire. But whatever. You got your own opinion. That's fine. Now, we got, uh, that's like, you know what I hate? It's what I hate is, Brett Favre. Nope. It's Favre. Favre. There's no way around it. It's like Sade. I'll take Sade, not Sade. No. There's no way. No, you're You cannot be Sade. No. And you cannot be Brett Favre. No. You're Brett Favre. Okay, buddy? Yeah, and John Gruden is the man because he doesn't use an H. 
He doesn't use the age. Guess what? My mom, which, you know, I was thinking about this because you always are so, you talk so highly of your pops. I know you loved your dad. Mm. That was like my mom. I love my mom. Uh, and she didn't mess around with the age. She was uh, she was St. Teresa with just a yeah. T.E. So, yeah. uh, God bless her. Like Mother Teresa. She messed around with that. Yeah. We, we're giving your mother a standing ovation right now. Wow. Yeah, she... Let, let, me, let me tell you people about love, okay? Let's say that your mom, with no one, goes to pick up... She goes down to San Diego to visit her very first grandbaby. She's finally got a... All the other... She's got two brothers, three sisters, they got all their kids, a grandbaby. Well, finally, Teresa's got a grandbaby. So she goes... Well, since when she returns to Reno... Oh, yeah. No, because her daughter lives in uh, San Diego. Her other son's in Vegas. She gets back, and her son Joe is there to pick her up. Hey, Mom... We need to take a cab home. I re- at this time I don't know where your car is. <laughs> the, and still, the next day, you got your lunch show. You got you got yeah, gas money. Yeah. You got. I mean, the, I mean, yeah. Mom, is it okay? Can we grab a cab home for the airport? I have no idea where the car is. That's I appreciate awesome. that. That I do not awesome. drink, Mom. I swear to God. You know, like, yeah, like, just unbelievable. She comes home from vacation, and we got to catch a cab because I have no idea where her car is. Like, that, oh. you know, that is a lesson in love now, yeah, so we can move on. But I want everybody to know that. Um, well, we're going to do one more NFL story before we tackle this, this opening true weekend of college football, my favorite weekend of the year, next opening day. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield came out this week on an NFL podcast and said he was going to fuck them up, referring to the Browns, who he plays this week as the Carolina Panthers. Is this something that you want your starting quarterback, face of the franchise, to be saying? Yeah, you know, (laughs) unless... You know, I mean, if you're Larry Bird talking to Johnny High, you can say, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to reverse, I'm going to go right down to the corner, and you're going to throw me the ball, and I'm going to end this game. I can accept that. Baker, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. You're not telling anybody what you're doing. You know, uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see him play. For the Panthers, I've never been a huge Panther fan. Uh, the, the only thing that I was kind of a fan, Jerry Richardson is a is the owner of Denny's, and my family had a Denny's franchise at one point. So, uh, but that's just the biggest connection I got. I don't like I don't like the Carolina Panthers, and I I've always kind of been a fan of Baker Mayfield. I know you love him to death. Oh yeah, yeah, he, he, he's one of my guys. I know he is. And so I always kind of root for him. But Baker, come on, bro. I mean, you can't you, you can't be – you're not Floyd Mayweather, bro. No. You, know, you can't be telling people what you're going to do uh, because, dude, you could get destroyed possibly. And, and, and now it's just not – this is still an exhibition game, is it not? No, or no, a, a preseason. I, no, no. Th- that's the opening game oh, of the season. Week, week one. Week okay. one, yeah. But I just like you, – you don't see like if you think of franchise quarterbacks – you know, you, you, you think of the, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning would never come out and say, oh, I'm going to fuck them up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? right. It, right. It's just, and, and, and look, I'm trying not to show all my hatred for Baker Mayfield here. 
because uh, I think what the Browns did to him was really, really dirty, and nobody deserves that, not even an OU player. But you can't come back with this. You, you just you, you gotta you gotta be the bigger person. Because because you know what the greatest ones too are so humble. You know yeah. the great ones are so humble. You know well we we went out we you know we tried to execute they were just too good or or you know they're they they stick to the game and, and these guys are great and we'll give it all we can. You know always the great ones the Elways the Montanas. Uh, you know they're so humble because they don't need to talk. No. they did it. Boom, they do it. They it's called actions speak louder than words. Bingo. Bingo, my friend. All right. Here we go. College football week one. Asterisk, because last week was actually week one. But the And it starts tonight. So we're going to go through some games tonight, some games tomorrow, and then Saturday. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let me get my uh, Doc Sports Journal. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a must-have. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. First game that we're going to go over is going to be a fucking ass-whooping. Number 12, Oklahoma State is a a 21-and-a-half-point favorite over Central Michigan. Okay, so we have Oklahoma State, 21-and-a-half, over Central Michigan. This game is being played at Oakey State, I imagine. Yeah, Boone Pickens Stadium right there in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where time stops. Key Boone Pickens Stadium. I've also been to Stillwater. I've been to... Uh, what the heck is the name of that uh, club? Very famous bar there. Uh, the Double Deuce? Oh, for God's sake. Quit, quit, quit talking strip clubs, for God's sake, Arnie. <laughs> One minute, please. Um, uh, it's called the Slims. I, I, it's going to kill me. I'll have to call you. It's a huge one. But anyway, I'm going to say Oklahoma State. <sighs> did you did you tell me the spread on that game? Just yeah, about 12 and a half? I got 21 and a half here. Yeah, they'll win that game by 35. Yeah, I, I see that happening, too. Uh, let's see. West Virginia is on the road against number 17, Pittsburgh, tonight. Pittsburgh is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. Are we going to the former Heinz Stadium? Uh, this is at uh, Accurize Stadium in Pittsburgh. So, yes, I would imagine. Former Heinz. Guess, guess what they did there? There's no more Heinz ketchup. There. I wouldn't have it. What do they have? Hunts? Yeah, because it's you know it's not it's a true that's a true thing. It's not Heinz Stadium anymore. Um, Mr. Heinz was a tomato farmer, and then when he did the ketchup, the whole thing took off, and the rest is history. But of course, it's not. What is it? Accurate saying is it? Uh, Accurize. I think. Okay. Accurize. your Stadium. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I, I did see a thing. No Heinz ketchup. I guess they're going with uh, what's another ketchup Hunts. we could serve there? Hunts. Hunts. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. Great move. Uh, Pittsburgh will not win that game. Really? Whoa, Nelly. Wow, we have an upset alert here. Boom, boom. boom I like, I like boom, that. Boom. I like that pick because, you know, West Virginia is still in the Big 12 and I'm still in the Big 12, so I like that. Uh, I'm picking my upset of the night right here. A game happening at that pit known as Neyland Stadium in that horseshit place, Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, there's a lot of decent women from Tennessee. Let it go. No, no, I will never let it go. Ball okay. State. You have to have some balls to go to Ball State. They're a 30, 35 and a half point underdog. 
I'm calling the upset over Tennessee. Okay, here we go. First off, let's go live to Muncie, Indiana. That's where they're from. Okay. okay. David Waterman, alma mater. Yes. Ball State. Um, getting 35 at the Vols. Oh, boy, I tell you what. Uh, I do a, a store clerk here in Reno once, and I said, I walked in, and he said, I said something like, he had a Tennessee shirt on. And I said, oh, I go, all oh, the volunteers. And this is a true story. I go, all oh, the volunteers. He goes, hey, uh, are you playing Tennessee or something? He, yeah, all oh, the volunteers. He goes, hey, I didn't volunteer, bro. I played for him. <laughs> and I went, guess what, buddy? You've never played at Tennessee, you oh. freaking moron. You stupid fuck. Shut up. All like right, um, I, I wasn't a volunteer who played for him. I know you did, buddy. Um volunteers, I, I I if you're talking upset, you're thinking ball state's gonna beat Tennessee. Yes. That's a ball that's that you got a lot of balls. I do okay for I that. Do. Now if they could cover, that's one thing. Thirty five's a lot of points they could possibly cover. I don't see that happening. I'm going with Florida State. I mean, excuse me, Tennessee at home. I think Tennessee's finally getting their swag back. Yeah, well, well, well I, I heard that for the last, I don't know, 15 years. Um, all right. The last game that we'll cover before we go to Saturday's games. This is a big game. Penn State is on the road in West Lafayette, Indiana, taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. God bless them for naming their mascot after a drink. Penn State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Penn State, three-and-a-half on the road. First off, I know all kinds of lions. What the hell is a nitney lion? <laughs> whatever. I've never seen one in the state of Pennsylvania, but whatever. Uh you know what? The Boilermakers, that's a win. That's an upset. That's a Boilermakers win that game. Wow. Okay. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. I'm, I'm going to take the uh, Boilermakers, too, because I hate Penn State. Kid touch. And that's Penn what State. got Jerry Sandusky in trouble. Too many <laughs> Boilermakers. <laughs> All right. Jumping to Saturday. Well, I'm not going to pick the A&M game because I hate them, and they're going to kill Sam Houston. Um, let's see. Uh Houston. Week one has got a bunch of dog games. Well, this one might not be too bad. Rutgers on the road in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, where you got to park your car over there by Harvard, uh, taking <coughs> on Boston College. Rutgers is a seven-point underdog on the road. On the road at Boston College. First off, Rutgers is the state school of New Jersey. So yes. I don't know if it's a land-grant institution or not, but if you live and are born in New Jersey, guess what? You get a real easy ticket to Rutgers. Have a great uh, career. Okay, <laughs> now, they're, in, they're, in, they're playing at Boston College, a, a Jesuit Catholic school. Well, you know me. I got, uh, I'm going with the Eagles on this one. Yeah, I like, that. I like Boston College in this. They're at home. You got the Irish Mafia taking on the Italian Mafia. I'm going to stick with home team and the Irish Mafia in that game. Yeah, you know, you know, you know fighters is what I do. You know. Okay. Uh, another good game Saturday morning on ESPNU. The North Carolina Tar Heels led by one of my all-time favorite coaches, Mac Brown. Taking on Appalachian State and North, it's at North uh, Appalachian State and North Carolina is only a one-point favorite. Okay, on the road at Appalachian State. Okay, what's going to happen is you're going to show up. 
And you're going to think, that are they filming The Hills Have Eyes right now? What's going on over here? Okay? So that's going to throw you off right off the bat. Okay? But uh, I, I like the Tar Hills. I like Mac. I think he's pulling it together there. Uh, I, like, I like the Tar Hills to win that game because – but 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 I'll tell you what. If there was if there was one I'd say maybe I'm not too hot on this one. Uh, I would I would say if I'm wrong that'll be the game I'm wrong. But I'm go- I'm still going with North Carolina. Me too. I like Mac too much. But I get a lot of compliments on my Appalachian State hat. I know. No, I, 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 no, I, I get look stopped. Out. So does the thumb coming out of your forehead. Go no, ahead. I, I get right. people stop me because I only wear hats that have letter A. And I have an Appalachian State hat, and I, I've gotten pulled over by two or three people. Like, did you go to Appalachian State? And then I have to explain that I'm very narcissistic, <laughs> and I, I love the letter A. Do you have an A? Do you have an, a, an Aces uh, hat? Oh, I've got tons of Aces hats. I have over a hundred A hats right now, and I just saw the Akron switch their logo. So I'm going to head to their bookstore. When we're done with this, and see if they have any hats available. <sighs> You know, yeah. How many? Okay, so you've got over a hundred hats, right? Just with the letter A on them, yes. Which, yeah, okay, you've got more than that, but you've got a hundred with the letter A on them, yes. right? Yes. Okay. How many pairs of shoes do you have? Uh, I, I, I've got a few cowboy boots, about seven pair of cowboy boots, and I don't know, ten, eleven pair of Pumas, and then okay, and then like ten or eleven pair of sandals that I have. I don't know. Okay, I, so you're not because I know one or two guys that are like huge shoe guys. Yeah. You know, they got they yeah. got all kinds of, of stuff, and I'm just like, okay, Lady Gaga, have your, your shoes there. That's great. That's great. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I have a few. I have a few. So there you go. Uh, all right, we'll move on here. Let's see. Uh, ooh, two thirty my time on ABC. That'll be twelve thirty your time on the West Coast. Number 11, uh, Oregon, or as Al Pacino would say, Oregon, uh, is taking on the defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Georgia is a 17-point favorite. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We've got the Ducks. Are you talking about? Yes. The Ducks are going to Athens. No, no, it's in Atlanta. This game is not between the hedges. Oh, all the Mercedes Benz. Okay, yes. okay. Uh, boy, um, they're not between the hedges then. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I tell you what, I think, you know what, I don't know if it was last year, the year before, Oregon upset Ohio State out of Ohio State, I think it was, or something like that. Yeah. Oregon, Oregon, remember, that's still night shoving money up their ass, the Nike guy. Yeah. They get a lot of stuff. I, I, I'll take the points of that. I like Oregon to cover in that. Okay. I, I, I like that, too. That's not a bad pick at all. Uh, yeah. The UTEP miners, here's one of my big upset picks on Saturday. And, and this isn't just my hatred. This just isn't my hatred, I promise you. The UTEP miners, who aren't very good, are going to take on the Oklahoma Sooners. Now, I'm not going to say that UTEP's going to beat them, but the 30-and-a-half-point spread will not be covered. This Oklahoma team is not as good as everybody thinks. And this game is in Norman. Yes, that pit. Who is coaching? I know you don't care for the place. You know what? Relax. Grab a taco there some night. You'll be fine. Okay. Who's the coach at Oklahoma now? Uh, I, I, well, Gundy left. Yeah, he was the offensive coordinator. I can't think of his name, but he's uh, Brent Venables. Is, is that it, Venables? 
I, I think so. Yeah, better yeah. believe this is this is the Sooners in Norman. Yes. And you've got UTEP coming up. Yeah. And Oklahoma land, what'd you say, 30? 30 and a half. Mm. And a new quarterback. Uh, Remember their guy last year transferred to USC with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, Lincoln Riley, the kid, uh, the quarterback, right. He left there. He's a good kid. That kid can play. Yeah, um, I think I think he could actually stand on a nickel to pee on a dime, unlike uh, the kid in Arizona, the NFL kid. <laughs> the Arizona, what's his name from Oklahoma? Tyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, I saw that. I get to see that kid. I have never seen him. He's that small. Um, uh, but uh, I like, you know what? I, I, that's probably going to be a blowout, kid. I hate to say it. It's going to be a blowout. Okay. I think Oklahoma's going to just, it's going to be their, you know, uh, it's going to be 43 to 7. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Hey, we don't have to agree. Another good game on Saturday. We got the 23rd ranked uh, Cincinnati Bearcats. On the road in cousin fucker Fayetteville, Arkansas, taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> the Arkansas Razorbacks. Okay, so we've got. Okay, first off, Cincinnati. If you you know if you need to use the airport in Cincinnati, you have to go to Kentucky. Okay. Right. Yeah. Very true. So, so first I'll pull it together. Oh boy, that's a tough one. Uh, I don't. I hate. You know what? I hate schools. I don't hate them, but you know they're from a city. But they're you know, like the University of Miami or the University of Cincinnati. I like a state, Texas, yes, Nebraska, exactly. Oklahoma. Amen. You know what I mean? Just got a little more oomph to it, you know. Um, so I, Cincinnati. Arkansas is only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. You know what? I'm going with the Bearcats. Let's say Cincinnati. Okay. We'll take the points on the road in that one. By the way, you and I shit the bed on the Hawaii game last week. Did you see Vanderbilt kick the shit out of them like 63-10? to 10? <laughs> I, You know, it's usually it's that team that, that heads out there. They party too much. The time zone difference, especially if they're coming from like the central or the eastern time zone. Uh, but uh, this is to tell you right now that uh, Miami, I mean, uh, Hawaii has nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. I mean, they're like a high school team. They're, Bishop Gorman could yeah. probably beat them. All so. right. Here we go. Uh, the lock of the week. I, I am calling this my, and I don't like either team. I hate them both. But I'm calling this the lock of the week. You ready? Yep. The University of Rice, the worst football school, including high schools in the state of Texas, is on the road and will play be playing in the L.A. Coliseum against number 14, USC. USC is a 32.5-point favorite. I would bet the house on SC on this. Okay. All right, okay. The Rice Owls. Okay, the Owls. That was a fierce animal. People don't understand that. The Owl is a fierce uh, animal. Uh, <laughs> what city is Bryson? Is that Houston? Yes. It's yeah. right across the street from the University of Houston. Okay. And then, and, and we are going, we're going to USC. We're going to the Coliseum. Yep. Okay. We're going to ask O.J. Simpson for tickets. He will not be there. Or <laughs> no, some memorabilia. No, no. <laughs> Can o. I bet football? O.J. Uh, o. 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 just cuts in line. 
Okay, just I have a picture of my brother's wife. Okay, she's from Vegas. She's a she lived. My brother's wife and and her friend are sitting in a in a club in Vegas, and they take a selfie. And right in the background, guess who's ogling both of them? Michael Jackson. No, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Michael. You know, he. he I think he was uh, having his nose done, plastic okay. surgery that All day. Right. He wasn't there, but O.J. was. I, I I don't know how this game gets put on a schedule. Rice gets the shit kicked out of him by everybody, and now they're taking oh. on SC. That's ugly. Yeah, it, that probably will get ugly. It's just like with Pacific. Time Pacific played in Nebraska. It was like seventy-two to three yeah. or something. The game alone was like a, a third of their entire athletic budget. They yeah. got paid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It happened. Yeah. Nevada so, did the same thing with Notre Dame. So I mean, the Rice Owls are just—they're going to go in. They're going to get the paycheck, and and uh, uh, you know, every once in a blue moon, there's some kind of upset like that, and it's just crazy. But uh, but uh, I don't see it happening. But Rice needs the paycheck, so go in, have at it, and uh, you know, don't. Hopefully, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> you know, yeah. hopefully, nobody gets really hurt. Uh, all right, uh, continuing. This one, this one kind of surprises me. This game is being played in Gainesville at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, a.k.a. the Swamp. Utah is a three-point favorite on the road against Florida. Okay. This, my friend, is what they call a trap. It's a trap. We we don't know. Utah's a pretty damn good. I know. These guys have been known to play some football at Utah. The yeah. running Utes. Oh, yeah. From Salt Lake City. Now, Florida has not been Emmett Smith, Florida, for a while. You know, they're not. You know. I, I, they had a run in Nebraska in 1996. We, I don't know if anybody needs to relive that. I know Gators don't. Um, touchdown, Tommy Fraser. But they, they, you know they've not been that hot. The guy, I don't. What, what was, I don't think. I think they finished with like a few losses towards the end of the year last year. Yes. And, and you know they were like they were like looking like they're going to head to a decent bowl game. They lost them at the end. They're just not the Gators of old. That game, boy, that's a toughie, Wuffy. Um, uh, how many? What, how, what, uh, Utah's favorite, though. Yeah, three-point favorite. I'm taking the Gator. I'll take the points. Yeah, I, I, I got to take the Gators at home because you usually yeah. don't win in the swamp. You just don't unless you're Alabama. Then you win everywhere. And we're not even going to pick the Alabama game because they're playing against Utah State, and that's ridiculous. They're a 41-and-a-half point favorite. <laughs> don't you mess with the Aggies, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, there is a huge game. Saturday night, huge. I mean, this is this is Donald Trump, huge. Um, number five, and then we'll get to the three games that matter to us. Um, the number five, Notre Dame Fighting Irish are on the road at the Horseshoe, taking on the Ohio State, who's ranked number two in the nation. Ohio State is a 17-point favorite. Okay, Ohio State is 17-point favorite at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, boy I, you know, that that's a lot of points, but yet, I mean, who? Notre Dame's got a new coach this year, new system in place. Oh, no, they do. 
Uh, I'm going to have to pray on this one. I'll have to go to confession. Okay. I'll go to confession. I'll pray and I'll come back. I'll talk to Rudy and we'll see what happens with this one. But, uh, boy, that is a tough game because Ohio State, they're just, but you still, it's Notre Dame. I mean, you know, I, you know what? I'm taking the points. I'm going with the Irish. Wow. Wow, I, I think I think Ohio State covers easy. I think Ohio State is going to fucking whoop that ass. And, and just so you know, I was driving through Florida, had to use the restroom. I'm at Mar-a-Lago right now, okay? And you would not believe. I thought I mean, I'm using the restroom. Thought there'd be a Sports Illustrated here. Use unbelievable reading material in here in the restroom at Mar-a-Lago. It's crazy, bro. It is like what Osama? Who? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, all right, now I got to find these uh, these these last three. Um, the University of Nevada, who won their game last week, congratulations to the Wolfpack. Um, they are on the road, I believe, this week against Texas State. Am I reading that right? I, I had it. Uh, now, wasn't Texas State like Stephen F. Austin or no, something? Once it, it was Southwest Texas State. That's what it okay, was. Okay. Okay. Stephen F. is still Stephen F. Austin, the party school. Uh, okay. I'm not seeing any. I had the damn game here just a minute ago. I, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling up and down trying to find a damn Wolfpack game. I, they need a better damn logo. Oh, no, stop. the Wolfpack is at, uh, oh, gosh. Um, They're at Texas State. Yeah. Texas, oh, no. Texas, Texas State. State. I'm sorry. Texas State is at Nevada. Right, right, right. Mackey Stadium. My bad. And Nevada's only a one-point favorite. You know what? I see the pack. We got this guy. Uh, what's his name again? Gosh darn! He took over for. Uh, took over for. Uh, well, gosh darn! It's, the names are both uh, slipping my mind now. Illingsworth, um, the quarterback. How's that? The Illingsworth, the quarterback, or two of the running back. No, I'm talking about the coach that oh. left for Colorado State from oh, Nevada. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then, and then the guy Ken Wilson has taken over. He's coached on. He's been under Alt. He's worked there before. I, I he just doesn't excite me. I sure hope I don't have to send a moving van to his house. You know, that would be to, wrong to send him a message like time to go, buddy. But. So, uh, I like the pack in that. I like the pack to wear at home. I like the pack at home. Uh, the, the Wolf Pack I mentioned this morning, a friend of mine who played for the Wolf Pack, Matt Eroldi, uh, lost his battle with brain cancer. And hopefully they'll do something nice at the game for Matt this weekend. All right. Joe, you got a big game here, my friend. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, I don't have a line on this, are at home, and they're taking on North Dakota. Come on. Come on, Huskers. Now, now, hold on. Is it North Dakota or North Dakota State? It's North Dakota. I, I, checked. Okay. I checked. Now, the reason that there is no line on that is because they do not put lines. You could probably find a game day they might throw it up. But an FCS school, they will not put lines on it. If, if a Division One plays an FCS, uh, an FBS plays an FCS, they, they won't put a line on it. But obviously the game is at Nebraska because Nebraska's not going to go, you know, play in a softball field in North Dakota for a football game. Yeah. So, 
They're not going to displace no, anybody in their in their reservations there in North Dakota. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not going to. You know, uh, they're not. Hey, you guys are the Motel Six. When you guys there's a coupon for the uh, McDonald's. When you guys are done coming to the game, actually, uh, you have to have at least fifty five thousand people. Uh, 55,000 uh, people in your stadium or that uh, uh, capacity for Nebraska to play at with your school, which I'm sure uh, places like Texas, Florida, they say, they're not going to show up, you know, at when, when there's 20,000 people. So it's like, yeah. uh, I, I think it's 55,000 Nebraska you have to have before they'll show up. Otherwise, you're going to come play here. And your pick will be? Well, I mean, listen, buddy, if if things don't go in Nebraska's way against North Dakota, oh, you can call both of my numbers, and they'll ring off the frickin' hook, okay, buddy? No one's going to answer, and just, just make sure that the neighbors shut off the gas okay. before they right. enter the building, okay, Fair buddy? Enough. All right, our last game. Oh, daddy. Oh, I'm harder than Superman's kneecap. You'll get the rest of it tomorrow. Um, in front of 110,000 strong with the newly opened end zone and no COVID restrictions, uh. the unranked Texas Longhorns are hosting the University of Louisiana Monroe at Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium in Austin, Texas. I know. And the Longhorns. Uh, is it Monroe, Lafayette, Raging Cajun? What one of those stupid Creole schools is coming to get the crap kicked out of him in Austin? 37 and a half point favorite, Quinn Evers. First game as a Longhorn quarterback, B. John Robinson on his way to a Heisman Trophy. I'm taking the horns all day. I'd rather have Wesley Snipes do my taxes. Okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love to. I love Texas. Man. I hate playing 37 because, you know, it's 14 nothing, 21 nothing. It's a lot of points, but in the end, it'll probably be a 63 to 10 ball game or something. So, yep. but, uh, but uh, you know, the thing is, when you're laying 37, you're losing that bet for a long time during that game. Oh, God, you're yeah. Just, you know, you're hoping to get there. Now, when I mean, you're getting quarter. 37, guess what? You're winning that bet oh, yeah. for a long time in the game. But, but, but only yeah. for the first quarter this year. The Longhorns are poised. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the orange Kool-Aid, Joe. God damn it. <laughs> I know you are. You're I drinking orange. I don't want to. I don't want to drink it. If I if I could just get Jenna Bush Hager to cheat with me, <laughs> I'd be so happy because I love her dad, I love her grandpa, and I really like her. I don't know what it is, but she does something for me. Plus, she's a Longhorn, which is Amen. fine. And oh. if her twin sister wants to join in, yeah. I could go with that too. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, Joe, we did it. We we picked the, the, the big games next week. We'll have a couple stories, and then we got college games. And next week will be our first round of picks for the NFL. And you know what? This year, Joe, John, I want you to think of a friendly bet between you and I. And you and I are going to keep track of wins and losses this season. We will. No, I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. it's a great idea. Also, we may introduce the 
I, I have two of them. I have the dollar dime dog bet. That's my special. You bet a thousand dollars on this dog at home. It's a solid winner. Okay. All right. And we have the Joe Murphy Luck of the Irish Lock. Okay. Oh, but, okay. But, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but most of all, uh, it'll be great for me and you to com- com- uh, compete because uh, uh, that'll be really, really fun to keep track of that. Yeah, because last year we didn't, and I went undefeated for the season. So this year we'll keep an eye on it. We will definitely keep an eye on it because, like, the Nebraska ladies bowling team, I will smash you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Joe. Well, hey, have a great week. Get your damn phone fixed for next week. And, uh, I know. It's weird. All right. I'm on it. And right, thank buddy. you. Hey, thank you, Joe. You're fantastic as always, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank See you so back. much. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy. Lots of games that we went over. Yeah, I'm buying it. Tomorrow I'll be decked out in orange. And by the way, just to let everybody know, Saturday I will be wearing orange underwear. I, I Look, I can't help it. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I checked at Panera here in Rockwall. They don't have the pineapple upside-down bun cake, so I told them they sucked and hung up. So I have to go McDonald's on game day and then probably a ribeye. Man, oh, man, college football can't get here fast enough. Uh, Got to love that Joe Murphy told Joe Murphy, hey, buddy, while you're at Mar-a-Lago, see if you can get some of that industrial strength hairspray. Uh, so there you go. All right, we will be back next. Oh, we've got a great You Make the Call coming up next at Arnie Radio. <laughs> They want it for her Mister bring it closer Mister can we hold it I think it's gonna fit just fine As he slipped it on her hand Janie kissed her man Don't love make a diamond shine Don't love make a diamond shine It don't matter if it costs a dime Dang thing looks like a million bucks Sitting on the hand of a girl in
the sofa eating chocolate pie. My mama was in the kitchen cutting chicken up to fry. Daddy was in the backyard rolling up a garden hose. I was on the porch with Charlotte feeling up down to my toes and we were swinging. Swinging. Yes, we were swinging. Swinging. Little Charlotte, she's a helping Joe's phone. We'll see. Hopefully it gets help because, well, I'm tired of it cutting out all the fucking time. Uh, Welcome back to the big show here on a Thursday. That's right. Tomorrow, Friday, three-day weekend, Labor Day weekend, people. And yes, that means there will not be a show on Monday because I am taking advantage of the labor and taking the day to myself. Uh, What did Christopher just send me? Uh, 75 in Fresno. Oh, glorious. Oh, right now, uh, 108, 109, 108, 109, 111, 113. Wow, that is some fucking hot weather there. Good God Almighty. Man, oh man. But you don't have the humidity, so there you go. Uh, all right, so I told you that, yeah, I have a great you make the call here. Got this story a couple days ago, okay? 
a woman out on her second anniversary dinner with her significant other. Now, I don't know if this is a married couple or boyfriend-girlfriend. They're just saying, uh, uh, they are saying now boyfriend-girlfriend. Their relationship has hit the two-year anniversary, and they wanted to go out for a nice dinner. And she ordered, they went to a steakhouse, because this gal's a keeper, obviously. And she ordered a Wagyu sirloin. Now, she looked at it and probably saw that it was, I don't know, $30, $35. And thought, okay, that and that's a pricey steak. Here's the problem. Well, hold on a second. Let's see if I can do that. Three hundred eight. So she probably saw it as to somewhere in the, the upper 20s for her sirloin. Now, sirloin isn't the greatest cut of steak that you can get, but she wanted to get a nice steak, so they went out to dinner, and she got an 8-ounce Wagyu steak. Here's the problem. An 8-ounce Wagyu steak does not cost $28. No, what you see there is the 28 that's dollars per ounce. That's right. This steak cost over $300. Neither her or her husband realized that, or her boyfriend. Her dinner cost $312. His dinner was $48. Now, Everybody's making a big deal about this, about the, the, the question that I'm going to ask you is, but uh, we, we have to play the, this game here as soon as I sound the sound effects. Um, you make the call. A lot of people are saying that she should pay for the dinner. She made the mistake. She should pay for the dinner. Um, she goes on to say, I thought he was going to break up with me. The man paid for it. No problem. Um, a lot of people are saying that she should have offered to pay for the steak. Salmon. Oh, oh, he got a $48 salmon. He got a salmon at a steakhouse. You need to break up with him. Hold on. Before we even make the call, hold the fucking phone. If you're a man. And you go to a steakhouse, and you order salmon, you are no longer the man in the relationship. The end. That that that's that's man code right there. That that is dev, that that's like you know hitting on your best friend's ex girlfriend. You don't do that. You do not order salmon at a steakhouse ever. And now we know which one is getting the ass sex. So his salmon was $48. By the way, that better be some fuck. They better have lots of fucking tartar sauce to go along with that. I've just had $48 for, sal- for fish? Come on now. Her strip, her A5 strip was $312. And they split a lobster mac and cheese that was. Lobster mac and cheese is $31. Now, see, you can get lobster mac at a steakhouse, but you got to get it with steak. So, ask family, I'm asking you real quick. Let's block out the fact that this guy is a queef. 
and ordered salmon at a steakhouse. But you make the call. Should she have offered to pay for this? Or is it just assume that he's going to pay for it because it's their anniversary dinner? You get to make the call. did you make all right let's see um gold says come on arn we're in a biden economy douglas says salmon is good but at a steakhouse i don't know man i love me some steak um rat burger just texted in my day there was only one payer today i say she pays okay no way give him anal and a bj and all is forgiven thank you ken dog uh he ordered salmon she should have ordered two and dumped him <laughs> no if I'm the guy, I pay for it, and then I hold it over her head for years to come. That is an honest answer right there. I love it. Braddy Kid says, he better pay. And Cowboys Girl says, I think that they should have a healthy enough relationship to be able to discuss this between themselves and figure out who's going to pay and be okay with it. Well, aren't you just Miss Little fucking all put together today? Uh, five bucks, he asked for a frap with extra cream. <laughs> Look, it, it, in my world, he pays. Like, the guy pays. If she makes a mistake, first of all, first of all, what kind of self-respecting man gets salmon? I I can't get past that. I'm sorry. No salmon, no halibut, no fresh catch of the day. Not at a steakhouse. Now, if you get drugged to some kind of seafood restaurant and you don't really like seafood, you can get steak there. You better have a couple of fucking popcorn shrimp and some of them Cheddar Bay biscuits if you know what I'm talking about. Did he say I'm taking you out for our anniversary? Then yes. If not, they decided to go out. Uh, she fucked up. It, uh, it's her bill. Okay. It, it, in my world, it, it, yeah, it was $50 an ounce for this steak. God damn. Oh, six-ounce steak. <laughs> hey, straight fire, watch your mouth. I have Boost mobile phone. That's Joe. <laughs> yeah, look, the dude's got to pay. And, and, I, and, and I go with Andrew. I, I, I got to go with Andrew, that you hold this over her forever. Hey, you remember the time you got that $300 steak and, and then you, fucked, you pegged me because I had salmon at a steakhouse? See, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He can't hold it over her head. Why? Because he ordered salmon at a steakhouse. You don't do that. Come on. Good Lord. That's like getting sushi at a Chinese restaurant. You don't do that. I mean, you, you can't do that. I, I know, I know. I like rabbits because you can pull their ears back and make them look like Asian people. Please stop. Um... Oh, and they did that thing. Well, I got to tell you what. There, there's something that she goes on to say. It was the eight slices of Wagyu and some tiny leaves on the side with salt. Trust me, it wasn't even good. Now, 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 wait. 
Yeah, really, Wagyu steak wasn't good. Really. They, they, you, ha- you have a terrible palate if you said Wagyu steak isn't good. Wagyu steak is the best steak in the world. And that's why it costs so much. An A5 rated fucking Wagyu steak. And you got it. Well, first of all, you got the sirloin cut. So way to go, stupid. And number two. Not, number two. It, what, why are steakhouses doing this? It, it, I understand it's a presentation thing. I'm just telling you right now, stop cutting up my steak before it gets to me. The one time I had Wagyu in in Vegas, phenomenal steak. They took it down after they burnt part of it, put it on the plate, and then cut it up in front of me in slices. Hey, da-da-da, I'm a big boy. I can cut my own meat. How about you not cut it all up, Gordon Ramsay, you fuckface? And let all the juices out. You don't know how I eat a steak. You want to know how I eat? This is how I eat a steak. The only steak I eat pretty much is ribeyes. That's all I'll eat. Maybe I'll have filet every now and then, filet mignon, maybe. I grew up eating T-bones and porterhouses. I've done my time there. The ribeye is the most superior cut of meat that there is. I eat the, the inside middle part first, the, the steaky steak part first, and then the outside near the rib cap. Oh, all the glorious fat and juice. Oh. I had a steak the other day, and there was so much fat. The bratty kid couldn't even watch me eat it. She wanted me to blow a bubble with the fat. because Oh, and it was good. Oh, my God, it was good. My, my, my clogged arteries were like, hell yeah, toot toot, bring it on, fat boy. Oh, man. How do you think 35 mac and cheese is the same price as Wagyu steak? Yeah, here's the reason. Because he's a fucking moron that gets salmon at a steak. Wait, first of all, first of all, if you're going to a steakhouse that serves A5 rated Wagyu. Now, I'm kind of a meathead when it comes to eating. Like, I, I, I don't particularly, we, we, go to, we, we go to Costco to buy a lot of our meat. And, yes, I buy prime beef. I, I'm uppity that way. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, but if I go to a steakhouse and they actually do have, and there aren't many steakhouses in America that have true A5 Wagyu beef, this guy's a moron. This guy is just a moron. And to go to that, oh, come on. I, too, saved the fat cap of the ribeye for last. I call it the bacon. Oh, it's the best part. And a few years ago at Costco's, look, I'm going to give you guys a little tip here, a little pro tip, Arnie's pro tip of the day. If you're a big steak fan, first of all, never order it above medium. Never. No. Uh-uh. Rare to medium rare is what I order all my steaks at. Costco used to carry this, and in some Costco's they do. They don't hear, and it pisses me off. They just sell the rib cap. And let me just tell you, that is second to none. If you can find a Costco that has prime rib caps, get them. They are worth it, and they are so good. 
They, they're interesting to cook because they're kind of tied together. So I, I usually like grill one side, and then the, the, the rope burns out. So then I have to turn them over, and I have to watch them. But, man, oh, man, it is so worth the extra money. Yeah, it's supposedly a fancy way to show the cut and doneness. It's stupid. Yeah, you know who started it? Is that fruit that does the salt shit. That salt bay fella. He started the old slicing it up. Oh, look at me. I can cook it all the way through. Yeah, so can I, pal. Oh, I hate that. When they cut up your steak. If you got to buy... If you got a guy to buy you a $300 steak, how dare you criticize that steak publicly? You took out his manhood and stomped on it in the times. Yeah, it wasn't even that good. Why'd you order it then, dummy? Scott, his manhood was in question with the salmon order. Amen to that. Man, you're making me hungry, and I'm not getting steak for lunch. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, another steak fat lover, we, uh, we rare breed. Oh, God, it's so good. I haven't had steak in a long time. I may have to remedy this, but Harris was my favorite. Oh, Harris Steakhouse down below. That that was a true steakhouse. I will never give Atlantis any of my money, so that leaves Western Village. I need a damn gas mask to get through that casino with all the smoke, but I think it's a sacrifice. There's a what, what's the place up on uh, up by Par Boulevard? That steakhouse, the steakhouse in that little casino right there. I I, I can't remember it up on. Uh, North Virginia up by par. Their steakhouse is ranked up there with Western Village because Western Village Steakhouse is fantastic in Reno. I uh, Atlantis, theirs is a little, they're, they're a little proud of themselves there with their steakhouse. It, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's very, very good. The service is very, very good. I understand you're not going to give Atlantis any money. That's cool. Um, but Western Village, and I can't think of the name of that place up near, the, up near par. No, not Bonanza. Nope, nope. If that's it, yes, yes, yes. I've had their steak. Their steak is phenomenal. And they're all grotten potatoes. Holy shit. I mean, I like, like I went in there. Look, I had the same idea. When I walked in, I was like, well, okay. And then I tried the steak, and I was. Holy shit. And then I had the all grotten potatoes. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It was more like. Holy shit. Look <laughs> at them donuts. But it was all grotten potatoes. But, yeah, that place is a dump, too. I mean, Western Village in, in Sparks, is you do have to wear a fucking gas mask through that place. I was a cook at Harris for seven years and worked throughout all the restaurants. Steakhouse was awesome food. They, they, they were. The Harris Steakhouse was phenomenal. Where does Outback Steakhouse rank? Outback Steakhouse, I used to really like it, and then they started bragging about fucking serving choice steaks. I'm like, well, fuck, I serve better steaks at my house. Uh, and lately, they've just been, Outback has gone way downhill. I, I even went there last week and had their wings because I like their wings, but, mm. Roseville Costco has prime cut beef ribs. Uh, the cuts are thick with the cap. They are delicious. There you go, right there. Has everyone, anyone ever tried uh, Bamini Steakhouse inside the pepper mill? Uh, I got their uh, Wagyu sampler, and it was good. I have eaten at that one, uh, the steakhouse inside Peppermill. It's good, but I would say it's a tier below even Western Village and uh, and Bonanza. <laughs> Outback is the Sun Valley of steakhouses. 
only Renoites will understand. Uh, yes, but yes, I, I have eaten at that. I've eaten at all the steakhouses in Reno. Didn't have to pay either, which was fantastic. But uh, as I would rank them, I would rank the overall. Look, look, here's the thing. The Atlantis one is really, really nice. And they're re- the servers are amazing. And the food is fantastic. But it is super duper pricey. Western Village, bang for your buck, awesome. Bonanza, bang for your buck, awesome. And I would say their steaks are just as good as Atlantis, uh, since Harris is no longer around. Um, Cattleman's not bad. Cattleman's is it, they 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 become too much of a chain. I like Cattleman's. The original ones in Fort Worth, we ate there. Great steak there. Uh, the Peppermill would I'd, I'd rank that right below. And it's not bad. It's not horrible. But they they they're pretty pricey too. I did like Western Village. I would always get the Terminator Burger. Yeah, well, you got to try their steaks. Their steaks are phenomenal. And enough steak talk because now I'm fucking hungry as shit, too. And I still got a lot of show left to go. Uh, speaking of steaks, how about that? This is, I, this is a sad story, but, oh, and, well, here we go. Let, let, let's just get this out of the way, shall we? Uh, real big shocker here. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, this is a story about Sheila O'Leary, who's a vegan, who was sentenced to life in prison following the first-degree murder conviction of her 18-month-old son. Her son Ezra died from what prosecutors said were complications from severe malnutrition and dehydration. Prosecutors say the child did not eat. He was starved to death over 18 months. child died in, uh, in 2019. The kid was 17 pounds. Oh. Her husband is awaiting his sentencing because he's guilty as shit, too. Sheila and her family adhere to a strict diet of raw fruits and vegetables, although she and her husband told investigators that Ezra also received breast milk. Well, that was nice of you. That was nice of you to give some of your breast milk to your baby. She has three other kids, 11, 5, and 3, who also suffer from neglect and child abuse. And she's been told not to have any contact with her children. Well, she doesn't deserve any. Look, man, I I, I ain't going to make fun of the vegan people here. I I understand there are good vegans out there. And then you got this nut bar. We only eat raw nuts and vegetables. Here's the thing. Bring back the gallows. Aim into that. The one thing, the one reason why I wanted to get COVID is I knew I could lose weight. If I ever lost my sense of taste, I tell you this right now, I would shrink down to about 110 pounds. Because then I wouldn't mind eating like fucking kale and, and Brussels sprouts and shit that's good for you. I might as well drink nothing but water. 
Dr. Pepper ain't going to taste like anything to me. See, I eat food for the taste. Not necessarily for the benefit. I eat it for the taste. Food tastes good. Cheeseburgers, good. Pizza, good. Kale, bad. How you do that? And by the way, why don't you let your kids make the decision of what they want to eat, if they want to be vegan or not? I eat plant-based meats. Beef is plant-based. I knew three separate vegans that had miscarriages because they didn't eat proper during pregnancy. That's fucking awful. Eat meat takes on a new meaning. <laughs> man, oh, man. We might as well stay in, in, in Florida. Even the fucking rodeos there are fucking crazy. Terror at a Florida rodeo as a 2,000-pound bull escapes the pen and leaps into the crowd. And, yes, there is video. Well, let's play this shit. I want to watch the video. Let's go. My dad died when I was in high school. I had to wait at a place just like this to be able to pay Governor Wheels. It took hard work. There we go. Rodeo time. Oh, my God. There's the bull. It's out. It's outside the pins. Oh, it's jumped into the crowd. It's going up into the stands, into the cheap seats. No rodeo cowboys are like going over the fence yet. There it is. Okay, now it's in an area. They they, they think they've got it cornered. No, no, no. The bull found a way out. Now it's running to the other side of the arena. And up into the stands it goes. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? Boy, you paid good money for these seats, didn't you? Hold on, let me fling a little shit on you. Oh, my God. Then they roped it and got it. I don't think they got it yet because this video is still going on. That is an angry bull, my friend. I feel bad for these horses when they rope them and the horse tries to have to pull a 2,000-pound bull. Just empty the damn arena out already. Uh, I beg to differ, Arnie. My fat ass got COVID, and even though food tasted bad, I still ate it because of the wonderful memories it brought to me. Just thinking how wonderful it used to taste. I, I hear you, but but the, I couldn't do it. It would break my heart too much. If I had, like, a, a cheeseburger in front of me and I couldn't taste it, I'd be like, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, I might as well lose some weight now. Oh, man. Oh, hopefully this bowl, well, this bowl won't get turned into steak. Bowl meat's a little bit too rough and tough. Oh, we got to talk about stupid-ass Meghan Markle. Oh, boy, has she stepped in it. And I told you guys I was uh, I was watching the show Suits. Still am. Nine seasons, really, USA Network? I like the main two actors. Really, really good. Meghan Markle's on. Meghan Markle is a terrible actress. I, I, I tried. I tried to watch with an open mind whenever she's on screen. She's awful. She's terrible. She stepped in it last week because on her podcast, on her second podcast that she's done, that she's been paid $100 million for, she was talking about when she was talking to someone from South Africa 
and how he whispered to her, we were dancing in the streets when you married into the royal family, just like when they freed Nelson Mandela. I believe that is the quote that she used. And, well, the guy that she told that to was the only actor from South Africa in The Lion King, and he said... He's come out to say, I don't really even remember speaking to her, let alone saying they were dancing in the streets in South Africa like when Mandela was freed when you married into the royal family. So that goes along with the statement this week that she said the British press uses the N-words to describe her children. And now... You're out, says, Ugh, when are the fall shows going to start? I'm dying for content. Why don't they start in September anymore? Probably comes down to money. It always does. I saw an ad for uh, Chicago PD. I think we're only about 10 days away from Chicago PD coming back. <laughs> to Megan, I quote Henry Rollins, I am a liar. Well, Megan Remarco, uh, during that same podcast, revealed she was writing a daily journal while being a part inside the royal family, raising fears from senior royals that it may be published as a memoir revealing even more palace secrets. What are you talking about? Mandela didn't die in prison. He he was released from prison, and he was reelected as president. Christopher, Christopher, I don't know if that was a joke, but uh, hold on a second here. Let's see. Nelson Mandela. Uh, he was uh, the first president, uh, first uh, South African anti-apartheid activist who served as the first president of South Africa from 94 to 99. So he was released, and they were dancing in the streets when he was released. And... They were dancing in the streets just like when Meghan Markle was married into the royal family. Could this gal be a little bit more in love with herself? I mean, I mean, like, like, and other people are finally starting to call her out. I saw somebody talking about uh, how she had her dear, 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 dear friend Serena Williams on her first podcast. You know the greatest tennis player ever on the women's side. She didn't hang out with her until she became a damn royal. Uh, Megan revealed that she picked up her journal from Frogmore Cottage when she visited the Queen's Jubilee. She said in an interview over the weekend, I've never had to sign anything that restricts me from talking. But the Duchess of Sussex said she's still healing as she's set to return to UK with her husband next week. You know, this is the same gal who said that she would never go back. Does she think somehow that, that Captain Ginger, her husband, Mr. Markle, is, is like, like grandma's fixing to die? 
I mean, everybody's saying she's on her deathbed. She's just waiting to swear in the new prime minister, and I think that happens in a couple weeks. She's fixing to die. Prince Charles is going to be the king. Willie's next. We got Prince Willie. He's next. Prince Willie and all his weird sexual fetishes that we won't even get into here. And then after that, you got his kids. And then finally, it goes to Prince Harry. Meghan's going to have to go on some sort of crime spree to make sure that she becomes the Queen of England, and she never will. Looks like all the Chicago shows start September 21st, still three weeks away. All right, it's September, though. Christopher suffers from the Mandela effect, not a pull-down, but many people suffer from this. Look it up. Okay. Not a put-down. Not a put-down. Not pull. I can't read. Not a pull-down. And there she is on the cover of Cut Magazine. I, I, I think she... I honestly, look, this is a girl that used to hold the briefcase on Deal or No Deal. And then she got an acting role in Horrible Bosses where she was on screen with Jason Sudeikis for all of 15 seconds. And then she lands the show Suits and then starts dating Captain Ginger. And now she's like the biggest celebrity. You're going to give her a hundred million. You look, look. You're going to give a girl that was on Deal or No Deal $100 million? I mean, it's the same show that produced Christy Teigen. There ain't, a, there ain't a whole lot of talent holding a briefcase. Just saying. I can hold a briefcase. I might not look as good in the lingerie or whatever the crap they're wearing. And by the way, Meghan Markle is just a frumpy-looking broad. I mean, after having kids, I imagine her titties are sagging now even more. But it's got to be that magic vagina she has. Uh, Nelson Mandela's grandson slammed Meghan Markle for suggesting that her marriage to Prince Harry sparked scenes of joy in South Africa, reminiscent of the 1990 release of legendary anti-apartheid campaigner after 27 years in jail. Said he was surprised at her remarks. When she claimed that three years... Oh, this was in a magazine, the Cut Magazine. And by the way, stop calling her the star of Suits. She was never the star of that show. Hell, she didn't really get a lot of talking parts until her and the the other co-star started dating on the show. So dumb. Uh, Let's see. Uh, The Royals are the way they are because of inbreeding. And I think maybe she wrote about that. I mean, look, look. If I'm Spotify, if I'm the president of Spotify, first of all, I kick myself in the ass every day because I'm not paying the Arnie State Show enough money. An actual podcast that produces content, good content. But I'm driving to her house, and I'm going, um, hey, what we're going to need to do is have you read that diary on your show. Otherwise, the $100 million's coming back because your, your podcast sucks. She got called out in her second one with uh, Mariah Carey. When Mariah Carey called her a diva. Oh, I guess Meghan Markle didn't like that. What are you going to do? It's Mariah Carey. She can pretty much do what she wants. 
See, see, she has talent. Uh, the vulva isn't magical after pushing out those kids. Echo, 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 echo. <laughs> oh, Meghan Markle. Oh, what a peach you are. Now, the next time one of your wacky liberal friends comes up to you and starts bitching like Lizzo did at the MTV Awards, talking bullshit, that, that America is not a free society. Just remind them of this story right here. The story is about Nora Bint Saeed Al-Kuhani, who hails from one of the biggest tribes in Saudi Arabia and has no apparent history of activism. Um, she was sentenced, well, I'll tell you what she was sentenced to in here a minute. The judge ruled that she offended the public order through the information network. So I guess she was on Facebook or some sort of social networking page that they have there in Saudi Arabia. It remains unclear what she posted online where uh, her hearing was held. She was taken into custody back in July. I guess she she wrote about some political things or political thing political <laughs> retard. Uh, she made some political rants on her social media page, and has been in, been sentenced to forty five years in a Saudi Arabian jail. <laughs> you know, I got to think Saudi Arabian jails. Well, they could go one of two ways. Maybe they're the nicest jails in the world, or maybe they're just holes in the ground. You know, Saudi Arabia's got all that money they like to spend. It wouldn't surprise me if they had, like, gold bars on their jail. The German shepherds all have diamond-encrusted fucking collars at the police force. Now, I have to ask, do, do, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. Instead of going, do their sirens just go, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because you're going to get out of the way of that. And where do they put the lights on the magic carpet? I'm going to hell for that one. I'm sorry if you crashed your car. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to hell for that one. I remember I made a magic carpet reference one time on the old morning show I was on, when you could get away with that. Oh, that was such a home run line. But I wonder, where do, where, where do they put the, the flashing lights and siren on the magic carpet? Polly Tickle is when you have a mouth, <laughs> when you mouth fuck a parrot. It's not retard, it's retard. Oh, he was a retard. You know, I, I don't like the first Hangover movie that much, but there are a couple lines that that fat bastard Zach Galifianakis got off. Masturbating on a plane. Yeah, I think that's illegal. Yeah, thanks a lot, Bin Laden. Paging Dr. Faggot, of course, and then uh, he's a retard. <laughs> Hanging from the tassels on the corners. 
You think in Saudi Arabia they have nothing but white cab drivers there? I mean, I, I could go on and do racial humor all day long. Politico, is Arnie doing the show bilingual now? <laughs> yeah, I messed that one up. And I even caught myself, so there you go. Well, oh, a little, we, we have a sideline story here, and... Surprise, surprise, surprise. Russia is already experiencing technical failures with Iranian drones. Man. If you can't trust a label when it says made in Iran, I don't want to purchase anything anymore. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so funny. I am so going to hell. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Oh, I found this story this morning. Before the show started, I, I always check websites to make sure I haven't missed anything. And it has finally come to fruition. Finally. When I was a lad, and we're talking 40 years ago. I, I, I think we're near the 40th anniversary. So we have to go way back in time. No, Iran got their drones from Wish. And it still took eight weeks to get to Iran. Dollar General is way too expensive for Iran. Um, I remember as a kid, the news used to come out and talk about this one terrible thing that was going to happen at some point, and now it has, 40 years later, the deadly African colonized killer bees. Did, did y'all ever have to live through that, or is that a southern thing? So we always had to wear, every summer, you had to be on point to make sure that there are no colonies of African killer bees anywhere near you. And in my 50, almost one years, 16 days away, um, I've never seen an African killer bee. But now we have a story from Ohio. Stories about 20-year-old Austin Bellamy, who was put into a medically induced coma. He remains on a ventilator after he was going out and he was trimming a lemon tree. Nope, that was in California too. Mom was afraid of him. There you go. They were unleashed by that racist some bitch duo jumping Jim Brunzel and B. Brian Blair. Oh, hashtag AWA days. By the way, AEW was terrible last night. They had warning. Okay, so this happened in Ohio. The guy is trying to trim a lemon tree and sliced their hive in half. He was stung 20,000 times. And even swallowed 20 of the bees. (laughs) Holy shit! I mean, there's easier ways to get honey, pal. His family watched it unfold from the ground but could not come to his rescue because they also came under attack. Firefighters had to pull him down. He was airlifted to a hospital. He is expected to make a full recovery. 
Please tell me they at least, like, do surgery and, and remove them where he doesn't have to pass those. Can you imagine passing all them stingers through your ass? Ow! <laughs> I'm having PTSD from the wasp at work now. I mean, I just figured all bees were killer bees. No need to take chance and ask bee where it's from. Well, the African killer bees. So this, this is the thing. They, they're, they're a hybrid species of western honeybees. And when they hunt, when, when one of them gets attacked, like if you see one out, if these are the, the African colonized ones, what they do is they, they, it's like they send out a, a freshman in high school. And all the seniors are waiting. And there happens to be like 30,000 seniors waiting. Because I, I remember watching these specials as a kid because my parents always told me to watch out for the killer bees, not the wrestlers. And if you swat at it or do something, they, uh, they, they release a pheromone or they release something to allow the other bees to know that they're in jeopardy. And the bees are like, oh, it's on now, motherfucker. So they kind of use the, 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 the freshman bee. We'll call that them, the freshman bee. They use him as bait, or her as bait. I, I, I don't know what B's pronouns are, so I'm sorry. Um, but they'll use the B as bait. And then when somebody, and this guy wasn't looking to, you know, spray, you know, raid on him or anything. He's just trying to cut down his lemon tree or just, you know, cut it back. And you fuck with one, boy, you fuck with them all. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah, and they're more aggressive. How the fuck can you tell it's Africanized? Does it <laughs> kill Hootas and beating a fucking log drum? <laughs> God damn it, Oak, you're going to make me do something, and I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. The way you can tell the African bees is they've got like eight rings around all their necks. At least all the female bees do. <laughs> The male bees have this big, gigantic, like, ring in their lip. And you see it flying at you the whole time. I, 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 don't, know the, I, I don't know enough about bees. To, if there's only one, it's the queen. I mean, she's kind of a whore then, isn't she? I mean, she's letting all these bees get up in her. You don't want to know what her body count is. Uh, their stinger is bigger. I believe so. Yes. I need. They need to bring that show back. You guys ever watch that show where the two idiots go out and get bit, get stung by like the things most, the world's most painful stings and bites. A guy stuck his fucking hand in, in, in a, a tank full of piranha. Boy, you got to be all kind of dumb to do that. The piranha didn't attack because they, they, there's something about that they won't attack. They'll be docile. But still, to be dumb enough to stick your hand in a tank full of piranha? Uh-uh. No, let's go, let's go get bit by the world's fucking meanest ant. No. No, thanks. I, I, I really don't want any part of that. One dude got bit by a fucking boa constrictor. You ever seen a boa constrictor's mouth? It's nothing but fangs. Oh, sure, sure, there's no poison in there. 
but they'll rip your fucking skin to shreds. The Arabians bee fly around on little magic carpets. <laughs> yeah, if you hear if you hear just a a very very slight, <laughs> those are the Arabian bees. Well, and they have little turbans on too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on. They're jokes, people. If we can't laugh at these jokes, what can we laugh at anymore? Oh, I know. Stupid people that decide to start a company. Oh, this is a story about Amanda Booth. Uh, She has been selling her wares on TikTok lately where folks are hitting her up and requesting that she make them handcraft trinkets ornaments, and all sorts of jewelry. What does she use? Well, I'm glad you asked because she uses... Yeah, 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 yeah. She uses semen. Jizz. Junk. Gunk. Yogurt. Whatever else you want to call it. She was dabbling in this idea even before semen was introed. Her videos were popular for working people, dead people's ashes, breast milk, and even hair into custom pieces. Eventually, someone asked if she could get some spunk in the mix. Sorry, there's another one. Spunk. Splooge. Gravy. Gentleman's gravy. Gentleman's relish. She started out with a sample from her husband, which then she completely dried during the dehydration process, grinded up, and massaged in her to clay creations. In the end, a lot of what she makes when it comes to the so-called jizz jewelry looks like pearls. Boy, that is a real pearl necklace right there. Word is, their art is flying off the digital shells faster than she can shoot them out. And people are even sending her live samples. Now, don't send your semen in the mail. Come on. That's gross. Come on. Sounds like a show on Fox after the new episode of Cracking the Magician when animals attack. Oh, it was. No, this was a network. This was like a Discovery or something where they had the the animals biting people. No, no, I will not wear an A necklace that is a semen necklace. No. No, 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 no. No, uh-uh. No, I won't wear it. I ain't ain't wearing somebody's jizz on my neck. That's disgusting. There's got to be some kind of fucking gross fat. I mean, who wants to open the mail to a fucking cup of jizz? Ugh. My God. Chuck Peterson, number one client. 
Oh, that is going to do it for us today on this Thursday. No, I already have a 17. I'm actually uh, procuring, trying to get a, a, a Super A my, uh, medallion made in silver, not semen, for my necklace. Uh, but that does it for us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. And tomorrow, everybody, do you know what tomorrow is? It's fun Friday. 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 Now you can't hear the end of it because it's not Friday yet. But remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. Oh, good Lord. Hangtown Jen wins the prize for going too far. Sure, ECB Gary can find plenty of contributors in his current home. Oh, I'm sure of it. Uh, Until tomorrow, as family, have a great day, and adios, everybody. I haven't got a thing to call my own Though I'm out of money, I'm a millionaire I still have my home in San Antonio When I greet my neighbor with a how you all I'm wealthy as a king upon a throne You can have your mansion or your cottage small I'll just take my home in San Antonio is outside waiting to arrest him.